Neil Rogers got. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Bill and his wife, Buffy, were sitting in church. Bill sleeping, Buffy knitting. The priest asked, who created the earth and man? And Buffy poked Bill with her knitting needle, and Bill screamed, God! And the priest looked at him and said, that's right. Then he asked, who is God's son? Once more, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, with her needle. He screamed, Jesus! Again, the priest said, correct. Finally, the priest asked, what did Eve say to Adam when she didn't want any more children? Well, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, again, but this time he screamed, Poke me with that thing one more time, and I'm going to rip it off. The priest said, that's right, Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day? Well, that's cute. Anyway, it's 10 at 1 at 560 WQM. Do I sound okay? I sound just fine, nice. Yeah, you yeah. sound okay. You're not cutting uh, out. Uh, don't, don't, ask, don't answer in too many words, though. First you of all, sound you're, good. You're both so loud. I, I, I think Fix it screwed it up. He was supposed to, like, cut it back or something. And instead, you're both so loud, loud, man. Really loud. Have you got, like, things cranked up or something? I don't know. How's it sound now? Huh? Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun, boys and girls. Four hours of this. At least yesterday we had a ball game. Yeah, it's just a four-hour test. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Hello, this is a test. And then, of course, tomorrow we got another ball game. But, but supposedly tomorrow morning the local engineer is coming in before the show uh, because they keep insisting that it's on this end. And yet you guys, didn't I tell you that before? You're so loud. And it's just not, it's not. The, 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 in fact, now I'm hearing the echo. Do you hear the echo? Can you hear it? No, I don't hear an echo. I hear it, echo. So everything is all screwed up. It's a technical disaster. What do you expect when Fix-It is running around there with that gigantic screwdriver? Everything is going to get screwed up when Fix-It's running around. Well, nice hairdo, though. Okay, let's get this thing started. Here's a story. See, I think maybe the solution is, although we have four solid hours, I'm just, I, I don't want to, like, talk myself out. Then I might have to call in sick tomorrow or something like that. And you don't want to do that right before vacation, do you? Maybe. The only thing worse than calling in sick before vacation is actually getting sick. I've, I've done that. That sucks. Man. In fact, I got a friend here who lives in my building. Took him to Amsterdam about, oh, I don't know, four or five years ago for his first European trip. Mm-hmm. And the night before, he says to me, comes up here, he says, I think I'm getting a fever. I'm getting sick. And sure enough, man, he was just uh, sick. So we get on a plane, and he's burning up, man, burning up alive. And get to Amsterdam, and he spent like the first two days in bed uh, with chills and fever. Well, they and got running the, go ahead. I was going to say they got the good medicine in Amsterdam. What do you know about Amsterdam? Have Nothing. you ever been there? No, I haven't. What do you know about it? Only kind, only things that you've heard about. Uh, you know, I know it's the weed sex and drugs and capital of the world. And uh, magic mushrooms and everybody screwing their brains out and all the chicks in the windows and stuff like that. Right. That, that's all true. Okay. And all this live sex show stuff like that, it's all true. But what do you know about it? You've never been there. No, I have not. Well, it's about time you got off your dead ass and had somebody send you there. I have agree. Chris. Have Chris do it. He'll okay. send you right over. You and your Russian girlfriend. You'll have. In fact, leave the Russian girlfriend at home. I would. For you must be talking about your friend Chris in Washington. What? You said have Chris. You must be talking about your Chris in Washington. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna get the big bucks together for you, right? Maybe he can find some uh, sugar daddy somewhere. Oh, by the way, he says Gwen is coming in tomorrow, for you guys. I can't wait. That was the six words I got from him yesterday. He's oh, by the way, uh, hey, Ricky, how's it going, baby? I got a new uh, pen pal on there, Ricky. 
He's a good guy. Williams? He's, no, not Ricky Williams. This Ricky is white. This, uh, he's half Jewish and half Cuban, as a matter of fact. And he's a great guy. And he's been, he, he's been on that MySpace thing for a long time. And uh, I don't know, he just never got into the habit of confabulating. But all of a sudden, when he realized that I write back, and then we pop, 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 beep, 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 you know. Don't worry, he's a, a heterosexual guy, okay? We're not going to be doing no hanky-spanky. That's the first thing this audience thinks about. Oh, Neil's trolling on that MySpace again. Yeah, yeah right. Troll this, okay, you idiots. But I, I just know that. You just you can smell it. <clears throat> mm. Oh, speaking of smelling it, a suspended Toronto elementary school principal has pleaded guilty to throwing... Feces, and then in parentheses in the Toronto Star, they write excrement on a child. Wow. Feces. Just in case you don't know what the feces of the species are, excrement on a child. Uh, you know, I, I mean, this is in Must the Toronto Star. Must have been pretty Star. pissed off. They were trying to say, Crap. yeah. Maria Pantalone, 49, a lady no less, was charged with two counts of assault, one against the child and one against another child, only admitted to one of the charges yesterday. I couldn't take it anymore, she testified, in describing the provocative circumcises leading up to the incident last June 30th. About 30, man. But she agreed it was not in any way justified. Pantalone, who is the sister of Toronto Deputy Mayor Joe Pantalone, wow, was principal of Keel Street Junior Public School in Mountview Alternative, which collectively have 500 students and operate out of the same building near Keel Street and Humberside Avenue. The names of the victims <laughs> cannot be published owing to a ban imposed by Provincial Court Justice Howard Bornstein. Oh, by the way, happy Pesach, uh, Judge. Neither were students at her school. Since being charged last summer, she's been suspended with pay order to stay away from anyone under the age of 16 unless under supervision. Both Crown Prosecutor John Ball and Defense Lawyer Michael Caroline jointly recommended that she receive an absolute discharge which will leave her without a criminal record and enter into a peace bond not to have contact with the two children. Caroline submitted some 20 letters of support for his client, including one signed by 19 staff members at her school. You know, this could be an interesting story if they told you the whys and the where. She just said, I couldn't take it no more. So she threw feces on a child. Now, where the feces came from, well, we don't want to get into that. Rectum. You know, well, I'm, I'm interested. To be, well, yeah, to be I bet you are, being the pervert that you are. There's nothing wrong with being a pervert, but nevertheless, we're not going to get into a whole bunch of excretory activity. Well, just answer me this. Was it like monkey style? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to know. And quit your monkeying around, okay? Or we're going to have Chris come down here and steal away your Russian girlfriend. And then what are you going to have left? Then you'll have your other buddy, Chris, there. That'll be, that'll be what you'll have to turn to. No. no. See, the, 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 I'm telling you, the levels on here, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like the... Um, you know how all radio stations have, like, compressors? They have, like, uh, what the hell did we used to call them? To, to level the audio out, to keep to keep the level all consistent at a certain uh, point? Yeah. Well, it's like that's all gone now. And everything that's coming from down there is, like, all over the place. And, uh, like, Chris is real loud, and you're, like, uh, loud, and then sometimes not so loud. It's just, it's all screwed up. Although I notice you're not breaking up, though, at the moment. Oh, well, that's good, at least. Oh, you just did, though. So oh, okay. It's like somebody stuck an apple a, a apple core right down your throat. Man, that's bad. Here's something else, and, and we're getting all this echo and stuff in here now. This is not uh, what's what you usually do here every day. I don't know what the hell fix it did there, but it don't sound good to me. Sounds really bad. How does it sound on the air, anybody? Anybody know? Anybody care? <laughs> does anybody care? Is anybody going to put up with this anymore? I know I sure am. At least a couple more days till vacation time. Then who gives a crap? Then you just figure, by, just by osmosis, by the time I get back, something will have to change. You know what I mean? Like underwear. 
U.S. ready to strike Iran on Good Friday. Oh, no. <clears throat> That's what the Jerusalem Post says. The U.S. will be ready to launch a missile attack on Iran's nuclear facilities as soon as early this month, perhaps from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. on April 6th. That's this Friday, according to reports in the Russian media on Saturday. According to Russian intelligence sources, the report said the U.S. has devised a plan to attack several targets in Iran, and an assault could be carried out by launching missiles from fighter jets and warships stationed in the Persian Gulf. The Russian news agency quoted a security official as saying, Russian intelligence has information that the U.S. armed forces stationed in the Persian Gulf have nearly completed preparations for a missile strike against Iranian territory. The Russian defense ministry rejected the claims of an imminent attacks as myths. There was no immediate response from Washington. You know, like hit or myth, like that. Myths. The reports come as the Iranian chief of staff, Hassan Fairuz Abadi, some head, was quoted on Saturday by Iran's farce news agency warning leaders of Arab countries that Israel plans to open a suicidal attack on its neighbors this summer to prevent the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Iraq and the area. I warn the dear leaders and Muslim brothers in the neighboring countries of the occupied territories that the suicidal attack of the Zionists is threatening them, he'd be saying. Not the Jews and the Arabs again. What a novel concept, huh? Right in the middle of Pesach, no less. Can't we just all get long? Can't we just sit down and have a little uh, little Manischewitz wine? Maybe a little Mogan David wouldn't be so bad? A little Mogan David? The countries in danger, he said, were Lebanon and Syria, and later Egypt, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia. Well, let's start with Saudi Arabia and then move over to Pakistan and blow them right off the face of the earth. Well, how do you like that? Wouldn't that be something about that? That would not be good on Good Friday. And then I see this business about the Pope. Did you see that about the dead Pope, the fat dead Pope? He cured this uh, nun's uh, Parkinson's disease. The interesting part of it is he couldn't cure his own. That's always good. Yeah, it's always good to take care of other people. Don't worry about yourself. Take care of somebody else first. Can't cure his own Parkinson's. And, of course, it was like uh, after he died that all of a sudden she had this miracle. And, oh, she's uh, walking, she's schlepping, she's this, and now he's going to be a saint. It just... It just wears me out. And you want to know why? Because every now and then I'll waste like two, three minutes thinking about it. That's a good piece of good lesson from your old Uncle Neil, okay, to everybody out there. Do not think about all these getchkeys, okay, because it'll wear you out. And you'll ask yourself the musical question, how could anybody be so stupid, no matter how much brainwashing, no matter how much inundating and inculcating and all the other crap that goes on from the moment of birth, practically? How could anybody be so ignorant as to believe these nonsensical stories? And by the way, I just want to mention in passing, I sure hope that in my neighborhood in Plantation Acres, nobody's planning on putting up a bunch of uh, banners that say, He is risen, okay? I mean, maybe if you're baking a cake, you can put a banner out that says, It is risen, like Betty Crocker. Nobody wants to have somebody sticking their religion in your nose, in your face. That, that's, that's my message to anybody, including my neighbors, okay? We don't give a crap if he's risen, if he's fallen, if he's uh, off Soros. We don't really care. Just uh, stop with the Bubamyces. Come in at least the 15th century will be a good start. And then we'll move on from there. Not that I want to tell other people what to believe or how to behave. Just, you know, my suggestion is just cut the crap. Just like that school teacher, cut the crap. Or toss it, as the case may be. I think our poll today is an improvement over yesterday. Let's see. I, I don't want to get into it yet because we've got four full hours. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys aren't saying much. <laughs> well, we cut out, you know. Try to keep That's it simple. No, actually, I hate this poll. is only 6.4% today. It's a good poll. Well, it's about time. And that one yesterday, which I'll give you the result, and I'll read it very, very fast in a second. It just, it, it, we apologize for it. And Charlie B., you know, I don't, you talk about taking a good thing and then just driving it into the ground. This is a guy 
who in the beginning was sending us some, you know, a lot of poll ideas, which were always begging me and George, oh, we need more poll ideas. It's very difficult to come up with something new and different every day, and it is. But Charlie B., let me say it again. Nobody cares if Neil farts in the elevator. Will everybody say, oh, he's not legendary anymore, stuff like that? It, you, you just need some help, Charlie. Were you drudge-packing? Back to Kenny and Bo, filling in for the suicidal Kenny. It's JJ on Retard Radio, 560 QA. What's with the baby talk, dude? What? Look. My baby talk here. Me professional radio personality in a vehicle. In a wubba-do-wubba-do-wubba-do-wubba-do. How'd you get here today? In a vehicle. 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 In a Maybe they got a special guest on they'd like to run over a little bit. How come I sound so damn good, though, even on my speaker here, see? If it was the speaker, then I wouldn't sound so good. Now, you're not, gonna, you're not speaking no more? No, I, what do you want me to say? Nothing, unless you say, because every time you speak, it like cuts out, like, even like in a monosyllabic uh, word, it's really bad. But even in a single syllable word, it's uh, like in the middle of it, like, no, uh, not, uh, uh, like that. Anyway, here's the poll from yesterday. In other words, just shut up. This is my best suggestion for both of you because it's all screwed up. Now, is there an engineer running around like uh, pretending that they're doing something, or they just give it up? They've just given up. Okay, that's what I figured. Here's and uh, you notice I don't I don't even bat an eyelash because that's precisely what I figured. There, it's uh, hey, let's take a look at that schedule first of all. Oh man, we got golf going on. Woo! Heavy, heavy duty. Am I supposed to say something about the Gators winning last night? Did let me ask you, how much of that game do you think I watched last night? Uh, about two minutes. No. Keep going down. About 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Uh, how about no minutes? How about no minutes and no seconds? I watch any games of any kind last night. I know that, that probably makes me less manly than I used to be, but I, I'm trying to think, were there any hockey games of any interest on last night? No. Uh, Leafs played tonight against the Flyers. Boy, that should be a walkover, but again, you know, knowing them. Anyway, here's the poll. 1,218 votes. See, a pretty low total, wouldn't you say? 1,218? Yes. Although we had the ball game at 12.30, so that kind of like took took away our mo momentum. When you vote, I hate this poll, what are you really saying was the poll question. And again, I apologize from the bottom of my part to everybody concerned, to the entire audience. It was really sucked. Uh, I genuinely disliked that one poll, 623, 51.1%. It's like, it's like if you vote yes on a yes or no question, what do you really mean? Yes. <laughs> oh. Hey, Charlie, you need some serious help, baby. I have no life. I, I hate this pool, this particular one that we took yesterday, 296, 24.3%. That could be a record. I don't recall ever having taken a poll where the, uh, we had 24.3% of the audience saying that they hated that poll. I don't hate the polls, 160. Well, good for you. I hate Neil because he won't put me in his will, 35. Well, too bad. There's only room for so many in that will. I just like being negative and hateful, 33. There's the, there's the correct answer. Now, it did move up from 16 and finally doubled a little bit more. 33. It should have been uh, at least 500. I just like being negative and hateful because I'm in South Florida and I'm pretty PO'd about it. I hate everybody and everything, 22. That should have been a lot higher, too. I hate Neil's opinions, 10. I hate Neil because I'm a right-wing a-hole, 9. 
I hate myself for continuing to listen to Neil 7. I hate myself 6. I hate Neil because he rejected me as a MySpace friend. Huh? 4. I hate the world 4. I hate Neil 4. Well, guess what? The feeling is mutual. <laughs> uh, I hate Neil because I'm a religious nut too, and I hate Neil's success too. I hate Neil because he hung up on me. Solamente uno. Only one. What a horrendous, what an abortion. I'm surprised we weren't picketed by the Right to Life crowd. That was an abortion. Okay, let's take a look at today's poll. We're poll intensive now. And by the way, Ricky, get off of that poll. Looks like there's uh, two polls really uh, rock solid in that picture, but nevertheless. Yeah, it's good when you get somebody to confabulate with on there. You know, somebody new and interesting and might have something to say. It's uh, always great. Sure, sure. But you, you don't use yours at all. Why is that? That's not true. I, you I, got that one guy that's stalking you, that one guy that wants you badly, that queen. Well. Now, has he, has he ever uh, emailed you? I don't know. Uh, he's never wrote me, like, a message or anything. I mean, if, if people I don't know that try to be my friend, I just, you know, deny them. See, I can't. I, I'm, I'm getting, like, two out of every 20 words now. Are you even there now? Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Hello? You can't hear me? Hello? Yeah, I hear you now saying hello, but but before that, you were like, uh, it, it's just impossible. So shut up. Okay, here's the pool. Now, now I'm not cutting out at all, right? Everything sounds fine from no, my hair? you sound legendary. <laughs> oh, I heard that. That was that came through loud and clear. That was good. Okay, here's today's pool. How many votes we got? 866. Chris is sitting back fat and sassy. Well, of course, that could be any day, I guess. Thinking, boy, we got it made today. 872, we had just had another big chunk come in there. It's like just like the uh, North Pole, all like floating off there into the uh, Atlantic. I wish I had more time to vacation, 161. I wish I had more time to have sex, 126. How about combining those two and wish you had more time to have sex on vacation? Hmm. Wish I had more time to smell the roses, 93. <laughs> mm. what, what does that really mean? Uh, you know, it's a, well, there's another one of those stupid expressions. Wake up and smell the coffee or smell the roses or, or smell this. You know, like that little raspberry. Relax, 83. Exercise, 67. Wish I had more time to enjoy my kids, 66. To sleep, 63. I hate this pool. Only 54. How about we hate him? For campaign? Yeah, we hate him. I hate this pool. 54, 6.1%. Enjoy with my spouse, 46. Or significant other, I'm assuming. Spend outdoors, 32. I wish I had... Oh, I like this one. In fact, we actually have a, a drop-in on it. wish I had more time to... Party. Yeah. 25. To read, 22. No, I don't... I, you know, the last time I read a book is before Lincoln was a baby. I mean, once upon a time I was reading books. And in fact, I apologize to Eric because on our website, you know, I have all those recommended books to read and yada, yada. And one time I kept up with them because I was really reading those books. I just... I don't know. Just to me, a waste of time. Is, is that a terrible thing to say? No, to me it's a big waste of time. What about you, Chris? Are you a reader? I, I'll read every like other month or something like that. I read magazines, but I won't read a book. Yeah, we're not talking about porno magazines. We're talking about reading a book. You know. Although I guess reading could include that. So it depends on what you're reading. 22 said it wish they had more time to read. Probably porno. Surf the net, 10. Spend on MySpace, 8. If I spent any more time on MySpace, they would they would take me away. They put me in a padded cell, just like they're going to do at two o'clock after four hours of this. Uh, 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 all what I'm hearing. I listen to music six. More time to work five. What? See, I'm hearing that bad echo now too. There, there's something all balled up, and it's definitely it's definitely not on this end. See, the fact that that's happening tells me beyond a shadow of a doubt, as if there was any doubt in the first place, which there wasn't in my mind. But nevertheless, 
It's always going to be on that end. There's nothing that changed here. The thing got itself straightened out yesterday. Probably somebody farted in the right in the engineering room yesterday, and it, you know it straightened the deal out. And it's back to regressing again today. Well, nothing has changed here, except my underwears. Wish I had more time to work five and watch TV five. You mean to say that there is there are as many people that wish they had more time to work as want to watch more TV? Well, if there was something to watch on TV, maybe it might be worthwhile. Let me see if we got something uh, really entertaining on here. Oh, this might be pretty good. Gretzky and McKinnis. 15-13. Montan loving another one this time with McCabbage coming in. He holds it. You know, the amazing part about this is I was actually at this game. Is that incredible to you or what? The Leafs and the San Luis Blues. I was actually there at that game, playoff game. But never, I'm sure you don't really care, do you? No, not really. Well, but I think it's kind of amazing, though. What are the odds of that, that they're showing on uh, one of those 85,000 hockey channels here a game that I actually attended? I was sitting there, and the Leafs lost in overtime, by the way. Triple overtime, I do believe. Very depressing. Hmm. Eight and what? No, well, you don't care. You're just not. There are no hockey fans in South Florida because there's no class. There's no taste. Your taste is in your tuchus, baby. Eight hundred. See, even you got to chuckle out of that because you, you. I don't really know whether you think it's funny or because you like hearing me say that word. Tuchus. Yeah. You know what, what is see, that? What is it? Yeah. Tuchus. Rectum. Ass. I figured. I just you know. Well, what did you laugh about if you don't even know what a tuchus is for crying out loud, huh? Here it is. It's Pesach, and this goy we got in here working here he doesn't even know what a tuchus is. I bet you almost every goy out there knows from a tuchus. Don't you remember that movie Alice B. Tuchus? No. 883 votes on the poll. So what do you think today, Chris? 884. Boy, they're, they're pouring in. They're Probably pouring in. You want, you want to know why they're pouring in? Because I am effing legendary. Portholes are strange. They're never happy. Never get laid and stay home all alone. Women are scary. To sport bagging homos. Girls smell like fish when you live under their arms. They're afraid. You ask a girl out for a day, manly face, worshipping men who play games, contact games, but they're strange, so they say, portholes are strange, armored for morons, with posters of athletes adorning their walls, okay. monotone head. Functional retards pleasure themselves to men who play with balls. They like screaming. <laughs> Big sweaty men that taint very straight. Talking about men all day. Now that's gay. Yeah, that's gay. Very gay. Gay. 1032 at 560 WQAM, so we have 898 in the pool. I bet we got over 900 if I refreshed it, but it's too much effort. You know, when you're going on vacation in a couple of days, I mean, am I going to make the effort to keep refreshing and clicking that baby? Of course not. No, 904. No, no chance. We got 904. How do you like that? 904. Even Chris, Chris could burn off a couple of calories doing that. Keep clicking that thing. Keep reaching over and clicking and, you know, okay. extending, your, extending your mouse. Maybe you'll lose a couple of ounces. Oh, I never did give the uh, schedule. I saw that golf thing, and right away, like, caught myself in midstream. Oh, boy, that's bad. Mad Dog at the uh, at Augusta for the Masters. I know that's one of his uh, very favorites, isn't it? He's always raving about that. All right. Every year he's Masters. out there. Yeah. He's there with the, uh, with the green jacket and the whole, uh, oh, boy, golf. Uh, 
And then we got the Power Hour with Mad Dog and Humper right between 4 and 5. Hank Solo between 5 and 6.30. Marlins on deck at 6.30 tonight, followed by the Marlins at the Nats. Marlins won the opener 9-2 yesterday. Oh! I saw none of that, and I really could care less. 7.05 is the uh, actual game time. But I want you to write this down and listen very carefully. Okay. While the Marlins game, well, well it's because we committed all these different uh, sporting events at the same time. So we have a simultaneous uh, orange gasm is what we have. The Panthers at the Capitals on AM 1360. No pregame for the hockey game because nobody cares and they can't make the playoffs anyway. It's a meaningless game. But uh, aren't they all? Panthers at the Capitals, 7 o'clock on 1360 on what used to be WKAT. I don't, you know, I don't even know if those are the call letters anymore. I believe And then are. after the game, it's game night with Eddie Kay after the Marlin game. Well, after all the, all the games, after all the balls have been put away in the drawers, in your drawers. I, I, you know what I'm going to do? Let me let me just reach in. Okay. Let's reach into my drawer for a second. Boy, there sure ain't much there, is there? And uh, see if they really still call that 1360 WKAT. I'm sure nobody cares. And, of course, they're probably not going to show up on here anyway because they have, like, let's see, WEXY. They have uh, nothing. They have a zero. WNMA, I think that's Mr. Ego Station in the afternoon. They have a zero. Uh, MBM, W. I don't, I don't see it. I believe it is still WKAT. What? It's still called WKAT? Yeah. How do you know that? Because we've run stuff on them before, and it's usually said 1360 WKAT. Wow! That was where my origins, baby. March 1st, 1976, the soon-to-be legendary Neil Rogers starts on WKAT. Catch the cat. <clears throat> that, was, that was our um, advertising slogan, catch the cat. That's KAT. And on the side of it, we had bus uh, signs. Do they do that anymore? They put the advertise on, on sides of buses, radio stations? Power 96 does. Do they really? Well, no wonder they're in trouble. But at any rate, so that's our award-winning schedule for the rest of the day. we got more games than uh, have ever been invented. 9-12 on the pool. We're going to be approaching 1,000 by the top of the hour, and I'm pretty pleased about that. Oh, speaking of the uh, teacher that threw excrement at that one kid, in Tampa, two eighth graders were arrested on charges. They tried to poison their science teacher by pouring a fabric freshener into her soda, authorities said yesterday. Huh. Jesus. No, not Jesus. Oh, maybe uh, somebody maybe somebody could have poisoned the wine at the Last Supper. That would have been a lot easier than all that crucifying and the blood and the guts and the smearing and the uh, uh, puking. Wouldn't it have been better? Totally. They could have just uh, peed in a soda or something like that. And it's wine in the Manischewitz. I wonder if they were... Now, that's a good trivia question for you. Were they drinking Manischewitz or Mogan David or Ripple at the Last Supper where Jesus was sitting, where they're having the big Seder? Happy Pesach, by the way, and don't eat no treif during Passover because, believe you me, extra crispy is what you're going to turn into. You're going to be like a very heavy-duty fried piece of bacon. And I do like uh, crispy bread. I had some this morning. Did I, did I have some or did I not? I, you know something? I remember eating my bacon. Did I make it or not? I don't know. You would know that. I don't think I made it, did I? Oh, you want to know why? Because I had to go down and get the Boca Brand package. I would, the uh, FedEx came early. So that means during this next break, I'm going to go make me some nice extra crispy microwave bacon. All right. All right. Two eighth graders arrested on charges in Tampa. They tried to poison their science teacher by pouring a fabric freshener into her soda. The teacher, 51-year-old Jacqueline Hutchins, was not injured. Thanks, God. Must be the Lord was looking over her ass. And said, boy, that's a nice shapely ass. Although she's 51, probably not. She noticed an odd taste when she sipped her Pepsi on Friday. Like, fe. She, she blurted that out. Fe. Of course, all the goyim in Tampa, they're looking at her saying, what the hell does that mean? Just like Joshua Tuchus. I, I, can't, I can't believe that. 
That you never heard that word, you don't know what that means? I mean, I speculated it was ass, but we actually have a... Ass? How come we didn't ask the question? Ask, and I'll give you an answer. I think I'm not going to play the whole thing. We do have a bit called Toughest to Wide. The girl I'm going to wear has gained 20 pounds. She's got a Toughest to Wide. Now, aren't you impressed by the way he said that? I, I love that. <clears throat> you can tell that's not some goy trying to pretend to be Jewish. You know, when, when a guy says Toughest and it gets the real... <laughs> There are only three languages that I know of that have got real guttural like that sound. One is Dutch, one is German, and the other is Yiddish. <laughs> other students told deputies the boy and the girl, both 15, huddled around the teacher's soda and talked about putting the Febreze fabric freshener in her soda cart. They said, oh, Febreze, mmm, delish. The students were charged with poisoning a first-degree felony. Carter said the teens were taken to the juvenile detection uh, de detection center, it says here. I'm sure they mean detention, but the Associated Press, of course, under a lot of duress. The Juvenile Detection Center, it says here. Oh, can we uh, do a test and see if we can detect you as being a juvenile? Speaking of juvenile... It's part of the world. The uh, status was not immediately available. We don't, we don't know what they're doing. They're, they're being detected. De detented and detected. 900 and what? 919 on the pool. Boy, this is, this is moving along nicely, you know what? Too bad I can't uh, hear you guys like normal. Of course, you're not saying anything, which is good. 920. I wish I had more time to vacation. 187. Have sex, 132. Smell the roses, 97. Relax, 90. Yeah. Ah, just breathe in some of that stale air, man. Relax with my kids, 74. Exercise, 69. Jews don't exercise, believe you me. Trust me. At least this one doesn't. See, that's bad for my diabetes. I should go out for a nice brisk walk right now, you know what? Walk around a block 20 or 30 times, about a mile. There you go. I'll see you. Wish I had more time to sleep, 65. I hate this poll. A very nice 57, only 6.1%. What a nice comeback after yesterday's disaster, Charlie. And this is also a Charlie B. poll, by the way. Charlie B. the poll man. Although it looks to me like uh, Ricky is the poll man. He's got a picture on his website where he's like, well, he's like plastered off his ass. And he's like uh, sliding on a pole or something like that. Enjoy with my spouse, 48. Spend outdoors, 33. Read, 27. See, as soon as we said read that we don't like to read, all of a sudden it went goosing up. Party, 26. Surf the net, 10. Hmm. Spend on MySpace, 8. I wish I had more time to work, 6. <laughs> That's... Oh, yeah. God, if there were just 40, 50 hours in the day every day, I'd come back and do a couple more shows. I wish I had more time to work, 6. Real clowns. Listen to music, 6, and watch TV, only 5, because most of what's on TV is real swill. Hi, Junior, honey. <clears throat> ho, ho. Hey there, Gildy. Well, what are you doing with Mo's body? <laughs> I'm sticking him in my new time machine. But I had to bring him back to the QAM studios to do it. So wait a minute. Time travel's really possible? It is when you run out of storylines. <laughs> well, here goes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Play that jingle. Jingle? Who the hell are you? I'm Robbie Young. Yeah. Uh, you jerk? Now, do your job or I'm taking off in a show. Show. Yes, uh, this is my job. <laughs> Say something stupid. Oh, uh, this here is a Mohammed uh, 562 uh, AM sport. Whole rate radio. Uh, here. 
Siegfried Rainfest. Uh, the cycle. Uh, number nine this week on a Tiger Radio Silver Dollar Survey. Uh, uh, sunny and mild 75 WQAM degrees in the Magic City. Play spot. Jefferson's greatest sale I, of the year. I don't know why Chandler hired you. You know what's this jockey I ever heard? I don't know either. I got no idea what I'm doing here. That's for sure. Now get your next record in two. What, this one here? I hate this song. They cut up playlist, yeah. I'll break your legs. Okay. Okay, we got call in from the floor, dealing. Phone goes through that uh, pot. Uh, what, this one? Uh, open that pot. They're paying for this. <coughs> yeah, this is Moe. What do you know what he's saying? We have about 450, 66 automobiles that we have. I don't know what he's saying. He's carrying a talk up. Uh, okay, I'll do my best. WQAM, nonstop music. It's. Now, see here. Why, there's no good. There ain't no ramp. I tell the other head Sure. Now, I'm gonna teach you a lesson. Take off your baggy jacket. Oh, no. Not in the past. I'm still a virgin. Come here. <laughs> 1047, 13 before 11 o'clock. You know, I did make bacon earlier, around 8 o'clock, and I enjoyed it so much. Maybe that's what uh, subliminally uh, suggested to me. I better make some more. Some more. <laughs> and it's really good. Mark Mason? Meet my Howies as well. One thing about Howies, they have very good bacon, but it's not real crisp. Have you ever noticed that? See, I'm a big fan of, like, in the middle, you no. know. I like it real crisp. Yeah. <clears throat> and the bacon, too. 942 votes on the poll. You shouldn't be uh, trying to talk with your mouth full of bacon. It's bad. Spe- especially on Passover. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Passover, baby. It's another one of these stupid-ass holidays. Oh, you can't say that. That's an insult. Good. I'm glad you take it that way. Don't take it personal unless you want to. Man, that's good stuff. Mm. 948 votes on the poll. And we have six people who say they wish they had more time to work. What do, what do you think we do with somebody like that? That's really Maybe they sad. have an enjoyable job. They have a what? Enjoyable job. Oh, like you, for example? You wish you had more time to work? Huh? Huh? Man, this is, this is the best uh, bacon I ever made, I think. I mean, it's the same stuff. And you eat bite. that bacon, we can't get here, right? Mm-hmm. Mmm. Schneider's microwavable bacon. You can't get it there because it's a it's Canadian, eh? Got my Schneider's weenies in the refrigerator. Trying to think if I ever knew anybody named Schneider. Oh yeah, Marty Schneider. He committed suicide. I went to high school with him. Tough brain. And he was he was something. You know, you can understand when somebody ugly commits suicide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because well, maybe they I feel like... Un- really, un- but huh? I can't really understand why anybody commits suicide, but... No, no, but I'm just saying, since there are people who do it... Right. And you try to, you try to understand why people do certain things, all of these things. Uh, you can understand somebody... Like the hunchback of Notre Dame, if he would have committed suicide, instead of having sex with a stiff, 
I mean, you could have understood that. 950 votes, man. I'm impressed. 950 WBBF in Rochester, the home of the Busy Bees. What a memory. But if somebody really good-looking commits suicide, you say, Marty, why did you go and do that? He was a nice kid, and he tried first, and he did not succeed. And then some years later, I found out. In fact, I just got another death notice from... Um, I bet you probably remember, because um, you might have been working on a show, Josh, when, oh. when uh, my friend from uh, upstate, from Canandaigua, that yeah. I went to high school with, brought his uh, girlfriend. Yeah. And we went to, uh, took him to Ruth Chris yeah, a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago. Well, anyway, he's like my correspondent, my high school correspondent, because David Benson and I, we went, you know, we're in the same class, good guy. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days ago, I get an uh, email from him. And it's about uh, another kid that we went to school with who just uh, died. I, every time, every time I get an email from David, it's always about, oh well, this one died, and that one, uh, and it's uh, it's not only morbid from the standpoint of it's sad that they died, and you knew them, even though maybe you've been out of touch with them for like you know forty, almost fifty years. Fifty uh, freaking years. Do you realize how old I am? God, am I old? Now, how does he keep track of stuff like that, Dave? Yeah. Oh, he's probably, you know, with, with the alumni. Every, every high school's got an alumni group, you know. He probably gets the information. In fact, yeah, he always sends me the clipping. He sends me uh, the link to the clipping of whatever, uh, so-and-so just died and whatever. Hmm. Depressing. Because they're all within a year or two, you know, depending if they were in the same class or not. They're like all my age. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, it's sure going around, you know, that whole... I'm dying over here. That thing, you know. Now, you did say when you met up with your uh, a couple of your high school friends, you looked a lot better than uh, most of them? Yes. A lot. Not that I looked so... Not that I ever looked all that good, but I'm just talking about in terms of the aging process. Like health-wise, you mean? Because Dave had sent me... Um, oh, I don't know. Before they came up here for that dinner... He had emailed me a picture of one of those reunion deals. Oh, I'm so glad I never went to those things. Oh, what did you do now? Well, you're, what am I asking you guys? You're too young. But can you imagine going to a class reunion, say, like 30 years from now? I'm actually not that far away from a reunion, but I wouldn't go anywhere. Re- really? Yeah. You're what, 23? I mean, I'm almost, believe it or not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know. Yeah, I graduated in 01, so 10 years isn't that far away. Well, so what's the big deal with that? Well, that's usually when they do the first reunion. I mean, I'm not going to go. I, I, the when school I graduated you? from, I was just there one year. Still young and hung and still alive and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine going back now because, like, I just I, I just blurted that out. 1960s, the year I graduated high school. That's 47 years ago. Oh, that that's not acceptable, okay? I'm, I'm just sitting here right now. I'm almost done with this bacon, by the way, and it's damn good. Mmm. Real crispy. But that, that's, that's just unacceptable. For example, I've been a Toronto Maple Leaf fan since 1958. I remember I used to say, oh, I've been a Leaf fan for 25 years and, you know, stuff like that. Now, 1958 is like almost 50 years ago. Next year will be 50 years, if I make it, of being a Leafs fan. And since the 60s, all of that suffering, you know, that goes along with it, as if you care, as if you have any idea, any concept of what that really means. No. The opportunity to watch the Leafs as they prepare for tonight's game. You'll also hear from the head. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see them uh, lose to the Flyers. That would be really bad. That would be embarrassing. But it is, that, that's the way life is. And I keep all my young correspondents I have on there on MySpace. That's the message I keep giving to them is enjoy life while you're young and alive, baby. Because, man, before you know it, you'll wake up one day and, oh, Jesus, God, I'm old. Yeah? I'm telling you. And the same to you guys. It'll happen one day. One day you'll wake up and you'll look in the mirror and you'll say, Jesus, God, what the hell happened to me? Did I get hit by the ugly stick? Of course, I've been saying that for 60 years anyway. 
since I was old enough to look in the mirror the first time, I thought to myself, there's a God and I look like this. But that's the way it goes, yeah. Oh, here's another uh, thing from Omaha Steaks. I don't want your meat, okay? I'm not interested. Go away. I hate when that happens. Anybody out there that ever bought anything online from Omaha Steaks, let me tell you, I'm not, I'm not knocking their product because, you know, if the meat is like fresh within the last 20 years, it might be okay. And their bratwurst, they're very good. Not like Germany, though. Mm. My problem with them is they're, they're, it's too small. They're fillets, man. Those things are like four ounces. Size of your thumb. Yeah. Too small? Way too small. You picking on me again? But once, once you start doing business with them, man, they are all over you like stink on Joyce. I mean, it never stops. The emails, the, um, calls. the phone calls, the, the stuff in the snail mail, it just, they just will drive you insane. Won't you please buy some meat? Please. No. I don't want your damn meat. I do like the bratwurst, though, but I'm just... just see, this, this is what happens. It's reverse psychology. Is if you bug people too much, they just get so turned off. Even if you got the best product in the universe, they're not going to buy it anymore. They're just going to say, ah, I'm just fed up. Just quit bothering me, Omaha Steaks. Oh, and speaking of products, and yesterday I told a story about my bank and the fact that they bounced that check, even though I had well more than enough, hundreds of dollars more than enough to cover it, but because I made an, an ATM, and they call it ABM, Automatic Banking Machine. I got your machine over here, you schmuck. So I did go there immediately after the show yesterday at 12.30, and out, come, out comes prancing to uh, service me this young screaming queen. I mean, this guy, he was, he was at least three feet off the ground, floated out. Can I help you, sir? <clears throat> and so I gave him my banking card, and I told him what had happened, and he uh, puts it in the machine, and he gives me the look. Well, you know, the policy is it's five business days, five business days, a hold on all uh, cash deposits in the ABM. And I thought to myself, I'm going to do a BM right on your shoes now, you idiot. You screamer. You fairy. But, I, you know, well, there, there's no point in arguing. But what would be the point? I mean, I, I let him know that I was pretty P.O.'d about it. And that it was disgusting, grotesque, and unacceptable. But other than that, uh, what, am I, what was I going to do? Make a big scene? Get in a screaming match with a screamer? With a screamer. And that, that's another thing. I think he came out of there. He could see that I had that surly look on my face. So he came flying out of there, knowing that I wouldn't want to put up with his crap for too long. You know, not that I have anything against screamers. I just don't, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to be around them too much. Kind of makes me feel bad. 900 and uh, what do we got? Boy, and it's not even, it's just coming up on 11. 956. I'm thinking 1300 today. Yeah, it's a big day. Big day for the poll. Well, it's a good poll. We only got how many people hate it? Only and even six percent. We can drive that number under six today. And after yesterday's debacle for poor Charlie B. Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Whoa, 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 whoa! Great room here. Thanks a lot. We like it. Love it. This is a party. Hey, what's up? I'm Chloral Hydrate. Powerful sleep medication. Also used for post-surgical relief. Have heard of me. I'm sure we've bumped into each other at the VA hospital. I'm methadone. What? You know what, methadone? You might be right, but I heard great things about you. Hi, I'm Vicodin. Nice to meet you. Hey, good to meet you, bro. I'm Oxycontin. Didn't I see you in Cordy Love's bloodstream? Oh, yeah, that was a jam. Good times. Good times. Hey, I'm Paxil. These are my friends, Zoloft and Xanax. There's Valium over there playing Golden Tea. Yo! I'm a bacterial infection brought about by needle injections in the buttocks region. Wow, very exotic. Chloral hydrate, like you. 
Oh, that's riddling. He's wild and crazy. Birth control? What are you doing here? Yeah, right. I know. Weird story. I'm supposed to be over at Paris Hilton's, but Anna Nicole, she confuses me for a breath mint, and here I am. There you go. Here we be. It's 11.02 at 5.60 WQM. No ball game today, at least not during the daytime, when people are awake. Tonight, though, we got the Marlin game, and then on 1360, we got the Panthers and the Capitals, maybe, in a very meaningless game. Good place to shovel it down there to that end of the dive, you know, 1360. Catch the cat. Mm-hmm. You tune into there, you might catch something, I'll guarantee you that. Okay, we got 969 votes on the pool. This half hour, we're going to go over 1,000, and boy, Chris, Chris is dancing around the control room about that. He's so excited. Yep. yep. Couldn't hurt. Get up off your fat ass and move around a little bit. Couldn't hurt. Believe me, I know from fat. I don't want to tell you what I weighed on the scale, and this morning I didn't even dare get on there, although I probably lost an ounce. Right. Yesterday, not good. Yeah, you're doing worse. I was on the verge of greatness there. Remember when I was like 180? Yeah, last time I was in here, you're like, oh, I'm doing great. You know, I was doing great. I was on the verge you were, of You were going to get to 170 the last time. I was time on the was verge of the 170s, baby, and you're not cutting out now for a second or two. Wouldn't this be something if this got straightened out again by osmosis? Because I know it's on this end. Not. But anyway, uh, 187. Ooh, not good. Although tomorrow is Woodbine Wednesday. See, that's that's the one good thing about Woodbine. You can lose like crazy. Not just weight, but, of course, money. Well, because you, you just don't eat when you're out there? No, I do not. Hmm. Now, but the only problem with that is that, unlike the old days, see, in the beginning when I started going there the first, oh, you know, until I got smart, the first two years. <laughs> now, the first year and a half, I would say, I would, I would be, you know, you, you're stubborn. It's like you're fighting a machine, you know. And you figure if you just keep plunging long enough, it's going to go into that pay cycle and it's going to start paying out, you know, 2000 3000 and you're going to get all your money back. And, of course, that's not the case. No. Those things are programmed so that when they go cold, they, they could be cold for like a week, which doesn't mean that, you know, they might not spit out a little bit somewhere along the line. But generally speaking, you keep playing it, you're going to lose your ass. And so there were times, I think my record was 16 hours one day. <sighs> 16 hours of punching my guts out, tapping and tapping and tapping and puking and uh, and croaking and choking and drinking all that damn caffeinated diet soda that they keep giving away. Man, that was bad. That was bad for me. And now I just don't do that, you know. Now I can take it or I can leave it. But anyway, tomorrow is Woodbine Wednesday. And, of course, it's an early Woodbine Wednesday because tomorrow at 1230 we have another Marlin game. Oh, oh the audience is saying, oh, not again. Oh, Holy man. moly. Legendary Neil. See, one thing about me, even though the Marlins won two World Series, you got to admit they're not legendary. The Yankees are a legendary sports franchise. Well, the Celtics are a legendary sports franchise. The um, who would be in football? The, the Packers were a legendary football. The Patriots of recent years are legendary, uh, even though you won't like that. Uh, Too bad. Who's the hockey? Is that the the Red Wings? Are they the legendary team? No, I would say probably the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs are the legendary hockey teams, not the Red Wings. Wait a minute, you just said that the Maple Leafs have been turred since like the '60s. Since '67, that's right. But they're but they're legendary. What? They they have a long and storied uh, history. That's worse than the, the Dolphins, the Maple man. Leafs. I mean, '72. Get out of here, Dolphins! My ass. That's a legendary franchise. I said, well, if you're going to go by that crap, I mean, since the '60s, they won two Super Bowls. The Leafs have won like I don't know, 15 Stanley Cups or some crap like that. I don't know. Once upon a time in America, in Canada. Hmm. Don't start with the hockey talk, okay? That's your that sabotage. Are you on the payroll across the street now? Did Stu Gotts put you up to this or what? How's Clarence doing, by the way? Luckily, I don't see him. He's or not here this him. week. This week? Yeah, he's on vacation. Thank She's you. on vacation or what? Yep. 
No, you just cut out and you never came back. Well, that was a that was a. Yes. He's on oh. vacation. And I never heard that. See, yesterday would be like maybe a part of a word that would cut out and it would just be annoying. Like once in a while. Today it's like chunks of words are cutting out. And in fact, there are times like during the commercial breaks when I wonder, are we even going to come back at all, or is am I just losing the line? I, I, it's got to be in the line. I mean, I'm no engineer, but how many how many times would you say over the five years plus that I've been doing the shows up here? It's about a little over five years. How many times would you say that I've solved technical issues myself? About 30, man. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. Many times. Because if you've been doing this long enough, you, you can just hear it. You know what it is. And they're giving me, and fix it this morning, he's giving me a thing about, the, oh, there's a gating in the speaker. It's gating and grating and, uh, yeah. Oh, brother. And then so what I did is I took my headphones that I have here on the floor, which I never use. I hate headphones. Give me a headache. And I plugged them in, and I turned the speaker down so I wouldn't be hearing them through the speaker. And it was the same. It was still cutting out. All the gating in the speaker. What, what Fix-It knows about engineering, you could stick in a thimble and have room for the Chinese Army's asses left over in there. That's what he knows about engineering. You're a genius, Fix-It. Fix this. 973 votes on the pool. Boy, are we going to make 1,000 by the bottom of the hour? I would think it's going to be pretty hairy. Let me refresh that baby again. Nine, let's see. Now, why, why does it do that, by the way? Why, why does it that if you hit, if you hit the mouse, and all of a sudden all the numbers on there turn blue? You know what I mean? Why, why does it do that? What do you mean all the numbers turn blue? Yeah, if if you hit, it's like yeah, because you would be. It's akin to like selecting it if you're going to copy paste. That's all it is. Well, to hell with that crap. 977 votes on the pool. Like I said, by the bottom of the hour, our confidence is very high. That will have, and I'm sure many of our listeners are too. Confidence is very high. We'll reach a thousand by the bottom of the hour. Uh, is there any significance to that? No, absolutely not. But at least, you know, it's something. And having lived all those years in South Florida, I can tell you right now, anything that's a little bit of excitement, man, it's it's welcome. Like, oh, please, please, a little something, something, you know. Believe me, you do believe me, don't you? But sure. what are you worried about? You got your Russian girlfriend. You got you know this active life. You got all these jobs going on there in the building. Yes, that is you true. You got the general manager who's a big fan of yours. Takes you out to lunch. Well, what what kind of a guy? How many other people, Chris? Did uh, Joe Bell ever take you to lunch? No, but he does know my name. Well, first of all, <laughs> I do want to state that uh, the reason Joe Bell took me out to lunch was because I was supposed to meet with him for about two weeks, and every time I you showed up... You slept with him for about two weeks? That cut out right there when you were saying you did what with him for about two weeks? I was supposed to meet with him for oh. about two weeks, and every time I showed up, he had somebody in his office, or he wasn't there, he was busy, he wanted to reschedule. So then he came to me and said, hey, you know, I'm a big liar, nah, I'll take you out to well, lunch. We know that. I meant to, uh, I've been meaning to meet with you. So. <laughs> it wasn't like he goes, hey, what are you doing? You want to go out to lunch? You know, it wasn't like a... You mean he didn't say, come on, Pally, let's go to lunch, Pally, and pat you on the back and give you a little, uh, you know, goose or something like that? Right. Well, he did pat him somewhere else during the lunch, apparently. I'm sure of that. Boy, you guys are pretty tight, like I said. Okay, let's take a look at this poll today. I'm more, I'm more, uh, I'm trying to make up for yesterday when I didn't want to read the result because I was too embarrassed, and rightfully so. I wish I had more time to blank. 980 vote. Easy 1,000 by the bottom of the hour. I mean, easy. We'll slide right into that. Vacation 179. Yeah, that, you know, I only get seven weeks a year. That's pretty weak, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Then, of course, that summer schedule, which, by the way, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Josh. Today is what, April 3rd? That's right. Well, let's see. My summer schedule, I believe, starts around the 15th of June. I have a week vacation, then, and when I come back, I do only Tuesday and Thursday until the week after Labor Day. So that's coming up nice. pretty soon now. Yeah, it's pretty nice, I would say. 
It's coming up mighty, mighty soon. I'm going out to uh, Vegas in July. In when? July. In July. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's going to be 115 degrees in the shade. That's okay. No, I, I like it. I like that dry heat. When it's 115 in Vegas, it only feels like about 113. Exactly. They always say that. Well, it doesn't. we don't have the humidity, so when it's 115, it only feels like 110. And they even shut down the swimming pools because if you were to hop in there, you'd, you'd be like that bacon I had before. You'd be fried. You'd fry immediately. They shut down the swimming pools? In some cases, when the water gets too hot. Come on. Have you ever tried swimming in a, in a pool where the water is 115 degrees? Well, the water wouldn't be 115. How do you know? If you have like two weeks in a row and it's 115, 117 degrees in the shade and that intense, you know, the high sun that they have out there, man? Oh, brother, just beating, bleeding down on you. Oh, my God. You can feel the gigantic tumors just forming on your cheeks. Anyway, can I get back to the pool, please? So, well, that's good. You're going to uh, Vegas in July. Mm -hmm. Now that you got making all this money, now you're going to play a little slot action or not? Uh, no. None. No. I have, my, really... I have my little slot uh, experience when I went to Tahoe. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no 16-hour runs for me. Oh. There'll be none of that. No, play something more sociable, you know. Like uh, craps. I'll play blackjack. That's that's. And I've go, heard of I'll go to the Vegas book. couple that's of about times. Nine eighty-seven on a pool, and here it is. I wish I had more time to vacation. One seventy-nine. Why do I keep reading this? It's uh, too ponderous. There are too many choices. Probably because it kills good time, and probably because I'm not going to take any calls. Although you never know if if we ever got any. See, you see how I've got them trained now. Yeah. That phone doesn't even blink. Here's line one, though. By the way, listen to the sound. That's amazing. That, See, that line one never worked the whole time I was on the show. Two years it didn't work. Two freaking years. That, probably more than two years, if that's the case. Never worked. Because they because they just don't care enough to send their very best. And because I screamed and I hollered and I bitched and I bellyached because I'm freaking legendary and a real pain in the ass. All of a sudden, Al Corso came in there one day and he waved his magic wand. Oh, line one works now. <laughs> now that you're not taking any calls because Joyce is a bitch. 992. I bet you when we come back from the break, we'll have a thousand, and then Chris will start like eating heavy duty again. One thousand votes, by the way. I mentioned only in passing. Up the butt. Up the butt. Rectum. Up the butt. Rectum. Up the butt. Up the butt. Rectum. Up the butt. Up the butt. How many rectums are we allowed? About 30, man. Even on our pool, man. Now, yesterday, when we went into the uh, uh, Marlin game, because I really can't, plus the fact that it's cutting in and out, although at that point it wasn't cutting in and out anymore. 
Wasn't that a wonderful thing the last 45 minutes or so when that problem got all straightened out? That was so you could hear Dave and Roxy crystal clear. That was clear. so what? So you could hear Dave and Roxy crystal clear. I didn't uh, listen to one moment of it. Trust me when I tell you. I'm just wondering, did that, now the Barnaby Jones, remember that? Yes. And I was watching the uh, digital clock here on City Pulse 24 as it kept getting closer and closer to 1230. And it was like counting down, you know? Although this has got a long way to go. I don't want to play the whole Oh. What? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to search. Oh, okay. Here. I thought that was skipping there. Get out of here. Are you crazy? It's like maybe it is on your side. Yeah, it's on my end. I got something on your end. Here we go. Oh, no, I went too far. Not too far. One moment. Back it up. Back that baby up. Here we go. I'm watching the clock, getting nervous. So how did it work out? Worked out fine. Was it perfect? Was it as tight as a snare drum? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm, this is important stuff, man, to an old radio broadcaster. This is what we live and die for is to the production, man, the production value to make it sound like, hey, listen to this. Like, uh, these are really uh, broadcaster-ish people, you know, radio-ish, as opposed to what we really are in QAM, you know. Jewish? <clears throat> yeah, Jewish, not radio-ish. A thousand and five votes on our very important poll. Speaking of Jewish, you see the story about Larry Seidlin, the judge? There's no circus here, my friend. There's no circus here. <laughs> that was, you know, and i got to admit that in the middle of all that Anna uh, Nicole crap, oh, boy, at least he was a little humorous, you know? I mean, embarrassing, but humorous. He was? Let me say it again. Embarrassing, but humorous. You don't think so? Yeah, okay. okay. I, just, I thought it was sad, and they're watching him try to put everything on him. Put the cameras basically on him. Let me say it again. Embarrassing, but <laughs> like that. Anyway, here's the article in the Herald by Nikki Waller. It says, America, are you ready for Judge Larry? Here's Judge Larry. Broward Judge Larry Seidlin, who's the former Bronx cab driver, whose folksy courtroom patter and tearful ruling inflamed the made-for-TV court fight over Anna Nicole Smith's body, may be exploring a deal for a TV show of his own. What a surprise. Not. What a shock. Industry sources told the Miami Herald that Seidlin 56 met yesterday with TV executives of 20th Television, a division of Fox Television Stations Group in L.A. Fox. Rupert Murdoch rules the world. Fox. Yeah, well, i got something to say to you, too. It begins with an F. 20th Television produces several court shows, including Divorce Court, Christina's Court, and Judge Alex, which stars former day judge Alex Ferrer. I never heard of him, and i never seen that show. Did you, Judge Alex? No. I don't think so. Seidlin both enraged and enamored viewers during the... See, he got Chris all bent out of shape. I mean, his, his, his performance was deplorable at best, but it was funny at, at times. Now, when he broke down and started crying, at that point, I was just a little, you know... Well, he wanted his own No circus here, my friend. <laughs> Seidlin both enraged and enamored viewers during the six-day probate battle over who had the right to decide where to bury Smith, who died suddenly February the 8th, while staying at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, where they're likely to say... I'm dying over here! You know, especially if you can't figure out that bingo crap. I just... You know, I, I've had more people try to explain to me how that works, including you, and I, I still don't get it. And, I, and you know what? I would never go there. If you gave me a thousand bucks to gamble, I wouldn't go there and then play that, uh, whatever that is, baby crap. I don't want to play bingo before I find out if my slot pull... Is that on every single pull you have to do that? No, it's basically on there, and you can play it, or you can just totally ignore it. 
What does that mean? It's how they get around the laws governing the the, the machines or whatever. It's oh, just I like see. it's it's like a little like three inch screen that has the bingo rolling around, and you can play. I don't even know how to play it, or you can just leave it there. I see. And it's not famous final ruling. If you had any idea how bad you're cutting out now, but you know what? I I'm, I'm used to it now. In fact, if it if it was like this uh, forever, the next year and three quarters, it wouldn't bother me. I'm I'm used to it. In his now famous final ruling, Silent wept and wrapped the bench with a pencil as he read aloud an order. He read it out loud. I'm so I'm so excited that I actually found that thing. I don't know what the hell it's under. I think it's under uh out loud. That. Yeah, out loud. Here's Bill Drack Tech. Out loud. <laughs> oh, those were the days, the whammy days, man. You talk about garbage. Anyway, he wrapped the bench with a pencil as he read aloud an order giving custody of Smith's body to her infant daughter's court-appointed guardian, Richard Milstein. Anybody want to hear any mo about Anna Nicole? No. God forbid. No way, Jose. Thank you, no. El Paso. 10-10 on the poll. So the uh, thing worked out yesterday. Let's do it again at 12.30 and pretend that there's a ball game. It's only an hour and seven minutes away. Okay. Get well, the music ready. It'd be good practice for tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow we have another. And then, oh, my God, we got a doubleheader tomorrow. Were you aware of that? I'm sorry? We have a doubleheader. Not only have we got the Marlins and the Nats, but then we got the Humpers sandwiched in between. <laughs> sandwiched in between. <laughs> can you believe he doesn't keep any food in the house? How can you eat all your meals out and not weigh like 600 pounds? I guess he's the walking answer to the question. Um, UM Baseball at FIU at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. So we got the Marlins at the Nats at 105 tomorrow. And then at 7 o'clock, we got UM and FIU. Now, now we're really talking, baby. Some heavy, heavy duty stuff. How many people do you think will be listening to the Hurricane Baseball game like on a weeknight? Absolutely. About 30, man. That's what I would say. Now, I used to do those UM games for like six seasons, you know, five on the radio, one on TV. But we did mostly weekend games. Uh, hello. Oh, boy. I think we got another cutout. I'll go this is good. Now you're gone. Oh, okay. you're, you're back. You're, you're back. Oh, you disappeared. I disappeared because I couldn't hear you either. See, the line keeps dropping out. I keep telling these people, it's the line. It's not a speaker that's like gated or gay, uh, bad gated or ill gated or gay or it's not a gay speaker. Yeah. It's the uh, line. Keeps dropping out. And it's not on this end. It's in the line. If I was them, I'd be on the phone right now screaming and yelling with Bell and whoever the hell ever has got their finger in that thing, you know? Who can figure out which phone company has got their finger deep inside your Rectum. at the moment? That's what they need to be working on instead of bugging my poor engineer friend here in Toronto. Why don't they leave him alone already? I think it's a racial thing. Leave him alone. It's not it's something he's going to fix here, okay? It's in the line. Because I dropped out, you couldn't hear me. How long was I off, by the way? Ten uh, seconds. Yeah, ten seconds. Ten seconds. And, and let me just ask you one question, okay? I want you to listen to this very carefully and, and listen to this. You call this big market radio? No. 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 I don't even call it small market radio. When I worked at WSTR in Sturgis, Michigan, 41 years ago, 1966, we never had technical difficulties like these. Never. Can you believe me? Yeah, I'll believe you. When I worked at WALM in 1963 in Albion, Michigan, we never had technical problems like these. And that's when we used to have the big glowing tubes in the transmitter, you know, those big glowing final tubes, those big huge things that used to weigh about 80 pounds apiece. 
And when one burnt out, it cost like about two grand to, re- to replace it. That was also back in the day when we had in the TV set. Chew. Yeah, you had to keep calling the TV repairman to replace a bad tube that would keep uh, going out. Now, of course, we got no more tubes. It's in the phone line. Wouldn't you agree with me on that? Yes. See, we just voted. Chris, what are you saying? I agree. I agree. I said it yesterday. We voted unanimously. That's what I thought it was yesterday because that's what it sounded like to me. When it's doing that, it's in the phone line. And then, of course, when it got all ironed out by itself, that was a byproduct of whatever is happening with that damn phone line. You engineering losers, you, you idiots. Joy scheduling mix-up. Joanne and John, who had never met before, found themselves in the same sleeping carriage of a train. It's late, the train is full, and everyone else is already a slumber. After the initial embarrassment, they both managed to get to sleep. Joanne on the top bunk and John on the lower. In the middle of the night, Joanne leans over and says, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm awfully cold, and I was wondering if you could possibly pass me another blanket. John leans out and with a glint in his eye says, I've got a better idea, let's pretend we're married. Why not, says Joanne. Good, John replies. Get your own damn blanket. Now page two. Billy and Jessica were going on a cruise for their honeymoon. They packed their bags and got ready to go, but forgot two things, condoms and Dramamine, since Billy gets horribly motion sick on ships. So they stop at the store on the way to the cruise, and Billy goes in to get the necessary supplies. He walks up to the counter with a plenty pack of condoms and asks for the largest bottle of Dramamine available. The pharmacist looked at him for a second and then asked, if it makes you so sick, why do you do it? Paul Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Hey? Oh, that is a good question for a lot of people. 1132 at 560 WQAM. But nevertheless, whatever cranks your chain. Uh, 1027 on the poll. Are we uh, shooting 4, 1300? Yeah, yeah, no fine. chance. No chance. Crazy people or what? No, I, I guess uh, nah, I don't know. Don't doubt it, man. It's I thought eleven thirty. If you would have told me we'd get to a thousand yesterday by uh, twelve thirty by game time, game time, I would have said, man, you you be crazy, you're nuts. But we did it. As the great David Sampson would say, he's not he's not legendary, but I think he's probably working on. It. If they win like another World Series, which they definitely will not, we did it. They are undefeated though. They're one and oh. the Marlins. You're you're Florida Marlins. You can have them. In a defeat for the Bush administration, the Supreme Court ruled yesterday that a U.S. government agency has the power to regulate greenhouse gas emissions that spur global warming. By a 5-4 to four vote, the nation's highest court said, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has offered no reasoned explanation for its refusal to regulate carbon dioxide and other emissions from new cars and trucks that contribute to climate change. The ruling in one of the most important environmental cases to reach the Supreme Court marked the first high court decision in a case involving global warming, a.k.a. I'm dying over here. President Bush's opposed mandatory controls on greenhouse gases is harmful to the U.S. economy because it's bad for business, baby. That's what the world is all about. Like, uh, what's his name, told Howard Beale, Mr. Jensen. The world is a business, Mr. Beale. And the administration has called for voluntary programs instead of regulation. The states and environmental groups that brought the lawsuit hailed the ruling. As a result of today's landmark ruling, EPA can no longer hide behind the fiction that it lacks any regulatory authority to address the problem of global warming. Massachusetts Attorney General Martha Coakley be saying. Today, the nation's highest court has set the White House straight as opposed to gay. Carbon dioxide is an air pollutant, and the Clean Air Act gives EPA the power to start cutting the pollution from new vehicles that is wreaking havoc with our climate, said David Doniger of the National Resources Defense Council. 
Greenhouse gases occur naturally also emitted by cars, trucks, and factories into the atmosphere. They can trap heat close to the Earth's surface like the glass walls of a greenhouse. Like that greenhouse in uh, that movie, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Remember that? I do. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I still say that, uh, what's her name, Rebecca D. Mornay. George, gets, uh, he finally, after all these years, finally decided to agree. She looks a lot like Swillery. Swillery Clinton. You don't think so, Rebecca D. Mornay? Uh, At least in that movie, anyway. Where she was the nanny. A lot of bad nannies in a lot of movies. For example, in The Omen. Remember the uh, nanny with the dog, with that uh, wicked dog? I did not see The Omen. Ah! Uh, oh! <laughs> what? That's... Who am I talking to here? I bet you Chris has seen The Omen. I've seen most of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Not. Are you speaking or am I just not hearing you? I was speaking. I said I've seen most of it. So in other words, you tell me you turned it off before the end, before the climax. Is that what you're telling me? He was watching it and he was like, oh, man. No, it was more like I, I, it was already started when I started watching it. Oh, so in other words, you, you stayed all the way through the end. Yep. Because if, if you would have said that you were watching and then you shut it off or you fell asleep... I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! I'd have gotten really P.O.'d. Hey, hey, listen, to each its own, man. If that's what you like, more power to you, you know? Some people are into, like, uh, you know, uh, Animal House, which was fine the first 400 times, you know. Or Doogie Hauser on TV, stuff like that. A lot of people like Doogie style. Thousand Why, beg your pardon? That's Doogie style. Yeah, Doobies. Yeah, George said Doobie style. 1,033 votes. I wish I had more time to vacation. 189. Speaking of Doogie style, have sex. 147. Any style, any position will do, as long as it works. Smell the roses. 104. Relax. 99. Enjoy with my kids. 84. Exercise. 78. Sleep. 69. I hate this poll, only 65, a mere 6.2%. A gigantic, a humongous improvement over that crap we did yesterday, where 24% of the audience hated it. Oh, they, they wanted they wanted out. They wanted out. Let me out of here. In fact, when I came in here this morning, I heard the fact that the uh, thing was cutting out again like that. That's what I wanted. Out. But I, I can handle it. I think I'm doing extraordinarily well. And you want to know why? Why? Because I'm legendary. A lesser, a lesser queen than me would have just gotten up and said, "Ah, screw this again today with this," and it just walked out. Because it's in the line. We we just took a vote on here a few minutes ago. It's it's in the line. Even the audience, everybody in the audience who thinks it's in the phone line, raise your hand. Okay, see, look at that. Millions of hands are going up all across the world. Even in uh, Taiwan, they're going up, all over the place. I wish I had more time to spend outdoors. Thirty-eight to read. Thirty-four. Oh, how boring. I mean, I'm not saying once upon a time I didn't enjoy reading, but uh, I don't have time for it. It's, it's a waste of time. Me neither. Unless I'm on the bowl. The only things I'm... Oh, yeah, on the bowl. You know, now, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people. Funny you should mention that. Uh, I don't like wasting time. Because, you know, obviously, especially when you get to be old like me, you don't have that much time left. But all my life I've been like that. I have to have reading material when I'm on the throne. I'm Whether it's you, a magazine, the newspaper, I just... I always uh, invariably try to grab you know, a little something-something to read. Yeah, I'm a magazine guy. The, the, oh, magazine, yeah. Well, I don't want to go into what kind of magazines. Read 34, Party 29, Surf the Net 11, Spend on MySpace 11. Well, if I had any more time for that, there'd have to be 40 hours a day. How's it going, Ricky? 
See, it's a good thing that I got I got Ricky on there now because he's a good guy, number one. And number two, see, it, it takes the pressure off some of my, my other correspondents who try to pacify me and pat me on the head like, oh, geez, calm down already, will you? Like that, you know. Do you believe that, that it takes the pressure off of them? No. No. I've just made that up to make them feel better. Uh, I wish I had more time to work. Hey, that, that, that could be, see, yesterday may have been the dumbest poll we ever took. That could be the dumbest answer to a poll we've ever had. I wish I had more time to work, eight. I, I don't get it. Unless there are people who maybe, like, depending on how much they work, that's how much money they make. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like maybe a cab driver or something like that? I'm trying to rationalize for them. Well, still, every... yeah, I'm sure a cab driver doesn't want to work more. I mean, if that's, what he, if that's what he needs to make the money, what are you talking about, Sonny? Come on. I'll, I'll put you in touch with my lesbianese terrorist cab driver. He'll give you a story. He's got more stories. Uh, work 8, listen to music 7, and watch TV 5. How about whistle while you work? <laughs> How about that? I'm not a very good whistler. Not everybody can be great at everything. I mean, I'm legendary as far as opening a mouth and talking a lot of crap on here four hours a day and getting paid a lot of money to do it. I'm legendary in that regard. I would agree with that. 1,036 votes. If we can get like, uh, I don't know, I think 13 was an unrealistic number for you to pick, Chris. God? This is Eyewitness News. It is ten years later, and the world is remembering that mass suicide of the Heaven's Gate cult in Rancho Santa Fe. Thirty-nine people covered their heads in purple cloths after eating pudding laced with poison. They believe the spaceship was traveling behind the Hale-Bopp comet that would pick up their souls. The only survivor of the cult says he survived to tell the world about Heaven's Gate. Human beings are headed into the cosmos. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. But the main purpose of this spacecraft will be to carry Democrats beyond our orbit to other worlds for increasingly extended periods of time. He's the best. He'd be the best. It's 11.44 QAM, and i got some bad news for you. Uh-oh. What? I mean, it's not, not bad news for me because I'm not there most of the time. Taking another toss at the tropical weather dartboard, a group of university forecasters today predicted a very active hurricane season. Oh, my God. Not that we want to get anybody nervous over the, after the last couple of years. No, they said that after. about this, you know, this past year. Said it was going to be the worst year ever, and we didn't have one. See, now you're cutting out to the point where you just, you just disappear and then you don't come back. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, like that. Only, only, then, only one of those. Not good, is it? No. It's in the line. If I was them, I'd be on the phone right now with the phone people screaming and yelling and wailing and gnashing and throwing all kinds of elephant uh, uh, feces and stuff and just going bananas is what I'd be doing. But what do I know? It's true with anything. I mean, what could I possibly know about anything when you come right down to it? Like programming, for example. They expect 17 named tropical storms that grew into nine hurricanes, including five intense hurricanes with winds of above 110 miles an hour. The averages over the past 40 years are 11 tropical storms, six hurricanes, and two intense hurricanes. In 2006, we had 10 named storms that became five hurricanes, two of which were intense, a welcome relief after the barrages of 2004 and 2005. How could we forget? The six-month season begins June 1. And another excellent reason to get the hell out of Florida while you can. Get out before it's too late. We are calling for a very active hurricane season this year, but not as active as the 2004 and 5 season. Thanks, God said Phil Klotzbach, leader of the team of Colorado State University scientists that include famed expert William Gray. I wonder if he's kin to Susan Gray. You know that guy that's always talking about Susan Gray and making all these derogatory comments and whatever? Sure. 
I wonder if he knows Chris Bush. One reason for the prediction of above-average storm production, developing La Nina conditions in the western Pacific. Those relatively cool sea, uh, sea temperatures can suppress crosswinds that help us by tearing apart developing hurricanes. Oh, when in doubt, tear them apart. La Nina is the opposite of El Nino. Well, I would think so. Relatively warm Pacific temperatures that can amplify those crosswinds. Last year, a mild El Nino helped diminish hurricane activity. Another, another example of the juvenile behavior of mankind. The child, El Nino. All of this crap. I remember when I had that born-again Neil, uh, what was his name? That used to be the head of the Hurricane Center that went to Texas. Neil, um... Oh, come on. I have no, no idea. None that I remember. Well, he was, the, he was a born-again Christian. And, boy, when he'd go into his rap about El Nino, I would just about fall off the chair. Will you stop with all the Getschke crap already, you farbissin? Neil, uh... Oh, I can't think of his name even. That's a shame. He had that brush cut, you know, before, was, uh, before short hair became fashionable. We've seen El Nino conditions dis dissipate quite rapidly late this winter, so we don't think that's going to be an inhibiting factor this year, Klotzbach said. Also, we have warm Atlantic sea surface temperatures this year, which we've just seen about every year since 1995. Several other teams have issued similar predictions, and government scientists will issue their seasonal forecast next month. The Colorado State team also predicted a 74% chance that the entire U.S. coastline will receive a direct hit by an intense hurricane, and a 50% chance that the East Coast, including all of Florida, gets whacked. How do you like that? A 50% chance that the East Coast, including all of Florida, all of it, gets whacked. Still, these long-range predictions tend to be far less accurate than real-time forecast of an actual storm, and nobody has shown any skill in predicting this far ahead where tropical weather will strike. They just like to scare the daylights out of everybody, you know. Oh, you better get uh, under the bed, you know. Like, the, like during the Cold War. They used to have these PSAs that run on TV. And they would show, show the kids, show you what to do when, uh, if there was a nuclear war, if they were dropping nuclear weapons. Hey, all you kids, crawl under the desk now. Yeah, that should do it, wouldn't you think, crawling under your desk in school? Yeah, it could save the life. That should protect you from just about anything, I would think. Last year, the Colorado State team and government forecasters consistently erred on the high side. The year before, they consistently erred on the low side. Well, what does that tell you? Tell, it sounds to me like they're consistently erring. When in doubt, err it out. The latest prediction came during the National Hurricane uh, Conference conference in New Orleans. Gray is scheduled to rest about 2,000 forecasters, emergency managers, and others on Friday. Get everybody all whipped up oh into a my God. You know, frenzy. Because let's face it, if we didn't have hurricanes and tornadoes and violent weather, all these people would be out of business. Who would really care, you know? So they have to be fear mongers. Am I right? You bet. Guess what city? Oh, don't tell me this story didn't print out. That would be, oh, it did not print out the whole story. i got to go back. Oh, I hate when that happens, don't you? Now, let me see why this did this. Uh, I guess I better uh, highlight it, huh? Yeah, you better do that. Well, I mean, it's only like the last couple of sentences didn't print out, but I hate when that happens. Since you're the computer expert, the wizard. And Chris will be pleased to know. I guess I told you yesterday, my Outlook Express went down there for a little while. Now, what did you tell me was the reason? Because it's working just fine now. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to send Josh those 400 stories. Um, Eric said they had a problem uh, at the server or something like that. A card was bad or something. I don't know. They had a bad card, huh? Did you ever get turned down with a bad credit card? No. No? No? You know how embarrassing that is? I'm trying to think if it ever happened to me, but it just it just would seem to me to be. I, I don't think so. Neil oh, Frank was the guy. Who? 
Neil Frank. Neil Frank. There you go. What a tough name, Frank. Like Barney Frank, Barney Fag. <clears throat> Dr. Neil Frank with a short hair and a real, a good, a good guy, but a religious fanatic, real born-again Farbison, you know. Oh, El Nino, the child, the child. Yeah, the child, my ass, okay? Cut the crap. Talk like a real living and breathing human being in the 21st century and stop talking like some kind of a bozo, would you please? The best, the highest quality of life among global cities, guess what is the highest? You'll never guess. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you a clue that you couldn't possibly miss, okay? It begins, the first letter is Z. How many cities do you know that begin with Z? Not too None. many. None. Well, pick one. Let uh, me give you another clue. It's in Switzerland, Schweiz. Ah, uh, there you go. Zurich. So uh, you still didn't know what it was, didn't you? You still had no idea. No. You wouldn't know where to find Switzerland on a map if they put a gun to your head. Either one of you, would you? Well, I could tell you. Would like, you know where to find Switzerland on a map? Come on, fast. I, I could now. give you the range. I couldn't point to it exactly. I could t tell you the ballpark it's at. Yeah, in other words, like somewhere in Europe, somewhere west of uh, what used to be the Soviet Union. <laughs> oh, man. Zurich in Switzerland has the highest quality of life among global cities, while guess what's got the lowest life? In spite of what John McCain is saying, begins with a B, and it's in Iraq. Baghdad. Baghdad. Dad. According to a survey of 215 centers compiled by Mercer Human Resource Counseling. Oh, I've got to get all these. Uh, I've got to find the whole list. Because every time you get one of these stories, they only give you a lick and a schmear, you know. Mm -hmm. The survey scores cities on markers such as the availability of health care, the level of air pollution, and the presence of harmful animals before ranking them against New York as the base city. Another Swiss city, Geneva, came in second in the so-called quality living index. Oh, well, how do you like that? Who wants to live in Switzerland? I've never been there. Probably pretty nice. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Followed by the capital of Vienna, Austria. Vancouver was number um, three, four, whatever the hell it was. Uh, Auckland, New Zealand, also ranked uh, top city in Asia. Sydney in Australia, and uh, Wellington and uh, Australian cities of Melbourne and Perth made up the rest of the Asian top five. This is so hard to follow. After Vancouver, Canadian cities Toronto... Ottawa, Montreal, and Calgary fill out the North American top five. How do you like that? Four of the top five North American cities. Well, wait a minute. All of them. All five are in Canada, eh? Vancouver, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and Calgary are the top five uh, highest quality of life cities in North America. All in Canada, eh? So you people want to call Canada sucks. Yeah, what do you know, huh? Here's a survey that proves it, and I just said so. Your mama. Dusseldorf and Frankfurt in Germany were fourth and fifth place in Europe. Oh, you can take Frankfurt, man, and you can stick that place where the moon don't shine. Ooh. Not a big fan? None at all. I wouldn't go back there if you paid me by the, by the step. What's wrong with it? It's, it's not anything at all like the rest of Germany, or at least uh, like Berlin and Cologne. I mean, those are great places. Frankfurt is like mostly like, El, like uh, illegal aliens, you know, like uh, Moroccans and Algerians and, I don't know, strange people. And it's just, uh, I don't know, ugly city. But anyway, the surveys used to help governments and corporations place employees on international postings, Mercer said. At the bottom of the index, Brazzaville in the African country of Congo, Bangui, and I have no idea if I'm saying that right because I never heard of it, in the Central African Republic, and Khartoum, the capital of Sudan, scored the lowest after it's in the bag, Dad. Khartoum. I'm not going to race him, though. I'm going to put him out to stud. Khartoum. Remember Khartoum and the Godfather? Yes. I mean, it's one thing to love your animals, but when you're sleeping with a horse in your bed, not a good sign if you ask me. 
MRSA also produces an index ranking on their levels of health and sanitation. The top five cities in that index were in North America, except for the Finland the capital of Helsinki, which ranked third. I've been there. You've been there? No, you haven't. Nah, 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 nah. How do you like that? <laughs> Boy, you talk about beautiful people in Helsinki. Oh, my God. All, all I can tell you, you want me to sum up Helsinki in one word? Please. Here's the word. <laughs> That's the word. Wow. It's like that, huh? Like that. Oh, beautiful. Those fins, man. And, uh, if you don't go there, you're finished. Baku in Azerbaijan, Dhaka in Bangladesh, Antananarivo, uh, Antananarivo, I never heard of it, in Madagascar. Oh, well, no wonder. And Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince, all scored the lowest for health and sanitation because of their lack of medical infrastructure and underdeveloped waste and sewage removal systems. The survey is conducted each year with rankings changed in the interim if the country's assessment is revised. I think that's pretty dramatic, wouldn't you? The top five cities in North America for quality of life are all in Canada. How do you like that? Vancouver, that's because you can go out and smoke a big fat one in the street and nobody will even give you a second look. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and Calgary filled out the North American top five. That is shocking is what it is. I bet you there are people out there listening to me right now ready to like plots, and they don't even know what the hell it means. It's just like Josh with the tochas. Now, plots, you know what it means to plots? Yeah. What does it mean, plots? No, that's not what it means. <laughs> no matter how you interpret what you just said, oh, that's that would, you know, leave, leave it to them come up with something grotesque and disgusting that would smell bad. 1,064 votes on the poll. Chris, you can take your 1,300. Like I said, our goal is 1,200. I mean, technically, theoretically, we could do it, you know? We need 236 in two hours and four minutes. I mean, do the math. <laughs> Anybody that says do the math ought to be shot, you know, before they even get it out of their mouth. Do the math. Hate that. Don't you hate that expression? Yes. Oh, there's a lot of hate going around. 1,304 friends on our MySpace page, by the way. 1,304. Eat your heart out, Miguel. He never dreamed. What did he say? He was hoping we'd someday get to 1,000 if I lived long enough, if I lived to be 200. Yeah. And we got 1,304. And we don't put just anybody and everybody on there, believe you me. We don't put a lot of, uh, you know... We only put phony people on there that we like. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Club 02 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. April the 3rd, man. We're right in, uh, we're in heavy duty into Pesach, and then we got Good Friday and Bad Friday and Easter Sunday and all of this other Chazarai. And you know what it's good for? Holidays. That's right. Good for vacations. 
See, because the smart people, what they do is they, they base their vacation around, like, uh, for example, Friday is a good Friday. It's a legal holiday because the going have got the numbers going, you know. And so you don't get, you don't get uh, charged for that if you take that day off. You got that day off anyway, so if you include that in your vacation, you're doing a smart thing, right? Not like Fredo, smart. Correct? Correct. Now, do you think anybody's going to be there on Friday, on Good Friday? Let, let me take a look at the schedule. Kenny and Bo. Mm. I'm here from 10 to 1. Doesn't see. They don't even have that right on the schedule. That's because Clarence is uh, AWOL again. Where did you tell me he was? I don't know where he is. He's just on vacation, all we know. No good. Mad Dog at Augusta. And then, oh, look at that. Oh, no. See, and that's because that's uh, the Humper's finally getting smart in his fat old age, you know? There's a guy. He's in for the Humper on Friday. He's doing the power hour with Mad Dog. Wow. Holy moly. In fact, it says the power hour with Joe Zagaki and Marlon's round table. Now, is that the round table or the square table? They get that confused. And what, uh, what is the real story on that? Did they ever really uh, Schmidt can that deal, or, is it, or was it just last week? Did we find out? Well, I haven't noticed it the last two days when I've put it on on the way in. So The square table is missing. Uh-huh. That Maybe someone it. stole it. That should do it, don't you think? <laughs> that should turn that baby around. I love it. Okay, let's take a look at that poll, okay? Because, uh, you know, Chris is thinking 1,300. I'm thinking Chris is uh, hyperventilating. He's nuts. I'm, I'm thinking 1,200 is good, and whatever we get over that would be uh, like a nice bonus, you know? Oh, we found out why Hammer's not here Friday. That's what I just got through saying. I said, Joe Zagaki's out. Did you get uh, listen to anything I just no, got through saying? No, but we found out why. Because it's Good Friday. No, because he's doing something for ESPN. He's what? Doing something for ESPN. Well, good for him. Maybe it's the Florida Derby. Is that this weekend? That was this past weekend. And then, you know, you do realize it's not that far away. I know Josh was there for a couple of those Dave Johnson shows. Do you realize it's the 600th year in a row that Dave and I will be uh, confabulating on air if, if we're both alive by then? The What is it, the first Saturday or the second Saturday in May? I think it's the first Saturday in May, the Derby. Right. So it's only like about a month away to Derby Day. And Dave Johnson and I will both see if we can pick a winner. We haven't done that in about 30 years, but here's the poll. I wish I had more time to vacation, 201. Have sex, 157. Huh. Smell the roses, 107. Relax, 101. Enjoy with, enjoy with my kids, 90. Exercise, 79. Sleep, 73. Let me just tell you right now, okay, eventually there will be plenty of time to sleep for all of us. So those people that want to, like, you know, sleep and sleep, forget about it. Eventually there will be plenty of time. Hey, that was my vote. You voted for that? Yeah, I never sleep. Why is that? Because I work all damn day, and then I, you know... And you're carousing all night? You're getting drunk, and you're carousing with that Russian girlfriend all night? Kind of. Well, give it a rest. Let it heal up for a few days, okay? God. Sleep 73. I hate this pull 66, a mere 6.1%. Enjoy with my spouse or significant other 56. More time to spend outdoors 38. To read 35. <laughs> wow. Party, 29. Uh, surf the net, 12. Spend on MySpace, 11. I wish I had more time to work, 8. I... <laughs> oh, God. Let's do a 30-hour show. What do you say? Jesus, God, what is wrong with those people? Listen to Music 7 and watch TV. Only 5. To try and settle this. There's Tony Blair. By way of... You want to try to settle this? I'm going to tell you, if you ate that British cuisine, you'd be constipated all the time, too. I've I, you know, got to give them a little, uh, a little slack there, just a little tiny bit. You would talk like you were constipated. You would act like you were constipated between a royal family and a British diet. Oh, 
Just unbelievable. I might actually, well, there's one right there. QAM, hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, uh, for those people who want more time to have sex, they should uh, get Viagra or something like that, you know? Uh, uh, that was worth it, the one call. Yeah, that was, that was good. And he got a big kick out of it, too. That was the best part. See, you're not supposed to stick them there, pal, because when you stand up real fast, they fall out of your... Rectum. Yeah. So you don't stick them pills in there. Oh, and that's another thing in Amsterdam, speaking of that, is the Rasta guys I'm always telling you about. Yeah. I should have warned my buddy Mike from FSU that's going to London to study for, and I keep telling him he's got to take a weekend and go to Amsterdam, which he's just, I know he's going to do it, dying to go there. <clears throat> he's going to take a buddy and go over to Amsterdam. And just watch out for the Rasta guys. I already warned that. But uh, they're not just peddling like, like they'll walk around on the street. Uh, Coke, uh, ecstasy, Viagra, Viagra. Oh, and I just, I'd like shoo them away, you know, like, uh, fair, get out of here, get away from me. Fair, go away. Viagra, ecstasy, coke. Uh... See, nothing's perfect, and that's living proof of it. There, there are plenty of faults with Amsterdam, I've told you that. One, the biggest one being the Dutch, you know. One of the other ones being the Rasta people. Another one is, of course, the crappy food. I mean, oh, my God, talk about fair. Wow. There are some cities that are renowned for their great food, like Roma, man. The food in Italy, if you go to Italy and you can't get a great meal, you have, you're clueless. Either that or very unlucky. Like Mo Green, remember? You think I'm unlucky? Think I'm skimming off the top? No, you're just unlucky. I see I got the whole, all the dialogue there screwed up. That's okay. Say, so, this is the same guy that forgot I ate the bacon at 8 o'clock and then I made some more again later. And you know something? I think I forgot about both times now. That's how good it was. Get all the nitrates, all those chemicals in my system, creating a gigantic big tumor in my pupic. Oh, man. 1,086 votes on the poll. 14 more for 1,100. And then after that, it's uh, problematical. After that, Chris will say, oh, we can do it, old man. You'll see. Just keep pushing it and pushing it. Yeah, push this. I love this story. Victor Gold, a friend of George Herbert Walker Bush, that's Bush 1, and the Cheney family, is going to release a book slamming the Bush administration entitled Invasion of the Party Snatchers, How the Holy Rollers and the Neocons Destroyed the GOP. Oh, it sounds good to me. Maybe we'll read that book. For, yeah, I would read that. For all the Roveville facade of his being a strong chief executive, George W. Bush has been, by comparison to even hapless Jimmy Carter, the weakest, most out-of-touch president modern times, Gold writes, think Dan Quayle in cowboy boots. In other words, like that. In 2001, Gold wrote glowing biographies of George W. Bush and Dick Cheney for their first inauguration at the request of Lynn Cheney. A man of gravitas with a quick and easy wit is how he described Cheney then. Gravitas, yeah, as in grave. He's grave, all right, and ought to be in it. In his soon-to-be-released book, Gold refers to Cheney as a vice president out of control who has a touch of paranoia and is a megalomaniac, reports the Washington Post. In many ways, Gold's tale of disillusionment is a familiar one, continues the Post. There are plenty of veterans of Reagan and Bush 41 around town who believe that Bush and Cheney have trashed the institutions and party they helped build from the wreckage of the Goldwater campaign. But there aren't many who have been on a first-name basis with those they believe are doing the trashing. There aren't many like Vic Gold. Well, that's good. The name of the book, again, is Invasion of the Party Snatchers, How the Holy Rollers and the Neocons Destroyed the GOP, the Gay Old Party, not to mention Miss Foley. Oh. Talk about that. You fairy. And, of course, your governor. Yay. Are we getting to 1,100 or what? See, before we get to 1,200 or even 13, we've got to get to 11 first. Why is it, how often do those things refresh without doing it manually? 1,089, without doing it manually. Probably like every couple of minutes. 
every couple of minutes. Well, that's not fast enough for a, an old fart like me. I want some action on here, baby. I want that thing refreshing like every 15 seconds. Bum, 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 beep, 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 like that. As opposed to like just, uh... I need some action! Right. See how I was stalling for that? Now, let me ask you this. Are you cutting out anymore? Or did I, uh, you haven't said anything. Well, have you heard anything? I mean, George came in and said that, uh, you know, maybe everything would be hunky-dory. He doesn't think it's the line, by the way. And, and still cutting out, and it is the line. I, well, what does he know? What, what does he think it is? He did not tell us. Yeah, he, we didn't really get into that. And, and then why would he think everything is going to be hunky-dory? Is, is there anything been changed, like his underwear? Anything has happened? Like an immaculate, like an act of God, like maybe the dead pope, the the fat slob. And how can you how can you be the pope and be fat? You know, if he's if he was so wise, how could be he be such a fat slob? Am I right? It's a good point. Yeah, he's supposed to be the moral. I, I think he thought he was going to be the oral leader in more ways than one. I don't want to get into the altar boy thing, but nevertheless. Oh, in fact, they showed the new pope. Man, they, they were showing, they were talking about this uh, broad, this nun, you know, that, uh, oh, he, uh, he's uh, going to be a saint because he healed my Parkinson's. And they showed a shot of the new pope schlepping around there in the Vatican, and they showed the altar boys behind him. Man, they, they must do a nationwide search all over Italy to find those kids. My God, you talk about pristine and clean, even impressed this old queen. I thought, holy crap. Man, you wanted keep to be your a, hands off. I beg your pardon? You wanted to be uh, ill papa for a day? Yeah, no way. No way. I mean, these kids were like 16 and 17, but boy, they sure, I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? No. They were the cream of the crop. They looked really just nice. But anyway. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to be in a position like that where you can, like, molest all those children, you might as well at least molest the cute ones, right? Who the hell wants to molest ugly people? Isn't that a good point? Yes, it is. Nobody ever tried to molest me, damn it. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Record high gas prices. Gas prices. Have you seen how much a gallon of gas costs today? If you're one of the people fuming at the prices you see now, just wait. Analysts say they could soon be going even higher. Looks like it's going to be $4 this summer, maybe. I don't know. But this is ridiculous. You know, this is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's, tough. it's pretty tough emotionally. I'm fed up. Gas stations charge too much. Too much. That is too much. Every day the price goes up. Can't fill the rush. Come on, this stuff is expensive. SUV's empty tonight. Taking a road trip in an SUV is going to be expensive. I know my budget is tight. Will your mother loan me the money? She still pay for his directomy. Yes, I'll start packing bag lunches. It just ain't right. They can't afford to pay for it. Oh, and they're expensive. Come with me now. This gas costs too much to hold. You don't have to go it alone. Then this picture couldn't be any clearer. My time. Sometimes just to fill up, you need a bank loan. I'd like to pay less for gas. I don't imagine you're too happy with the price of gasoline these days. That should make you mad. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. 
<laughs> All right. That didn't sound like uh, the Howard that we know and love on this show. Like Crime is mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Did it. Sound a little bit more subdued. Or maybe maybe that wasn't the, I think it was the real thing, wasn't it? Sounded like it. Well, let's try it again. Let me just uh, back that baby up a little. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that on your two account. I don't imagine you're too happy with the price of gasoline these days. That should make you mad. I'm as mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, that, that was from a different uh, part of the movie. But that was him. That was uh, Peter Finch. He was yep. so great. And it was such a great movie in spite of what Josh says. Don't let anybody in this audience ever be uh, deterred from watching Network because it's one of the most brilliant and one of the most um, uh, way ahead of its time movies ever made. It's a little slow at times, but it's pretty good. Will you stop with this slow, with this slow, everything's got to have uh, action and shooting and killing and all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, uh, crap. Especially Did I ever say that? But that's what you're thinking. No, it's there's a couple times where it just gets a little wordy and it's just a little like, okay, get to the next point. Get to the next point? Yes. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. So turn off your television sets, turn them off, right in the middle of the set. <laughs> oh, that sounds like what I'm hearing today again. Right in the middle of the set. Anyway, let, let's not, uh, oh, this is a horrible story. You notice I have a really big pile today because I knew we had the whole four, four hours. See, I, I, I had to go back into training. Although we occasionally do sneak in a phone call. QAM, hello. Hello. Yes. Just calling for Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil. Um... It, 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 I've been to Amsterdam about, I don't know, like six times or something like that. Yeah. And uh, after you get past about two, you kind of lose count. But the last time I was there was 1988. Uh, it was when I got married, took my wife over, and needless to say, it wasn't the same experience having my wife with me to get my drift. But tell me, because you've talked a lot about it, what what is different today in Amsterdam than, than it was in those days? Is it is there more Rasta folks? Or, I mean, what's because yeah, there are a lot of those. I would say that. Yeah, they have a factory where they multiply them. I think I, they they stamp them out. Yeah, Rasta punks. Yeah, they're, they're not punks. Old, old, smelly, nasty Rasta guys peddling drugs in the streets. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not like there's zi- not like zillions of them, but there's just enough to be a little bit annoying. You know, they were they were pervasive in the eighties. So I think that's worse they're than that now. Uh, in terms of food, have you ever been to um, um, San Mateo? It's a, a, a Thai place. What is it? Pardon Say it again. Sama Sabo. S-A-M-A-S-E-V-O. Never heard of it. Where, where, what part of town is it in? Oh, God, I don't remember the street. It, it, it's near downtown. And uh, it's got, you know, great Thai food if you like Thai food. Okay, but I'll look for it, but it's probably not there no more. You know how that goes. I know. Okay, I'll see you in the damn right, Pally. I'll see you at McDonald's. We'll see you there. Bye. See, Mickey D's with that rat. I wonder if that rat's still running around in there, the one under the deep fryer. Hmm, he loves them fries. Them pommes fritas, man. Yeah, the Dutch are very big on that, those French fries. See, that, that was another problem with that call I took. I mean, he was a good caller, and he had actually a little bit to say, not too much. But um, that kept cutting out, too. Hmm. Hmm. Not good. 
A 33-year-old woman was arraigned Sunday on charges alleging she offered to let an undercover investigator take pornographic photos of her 7-year-old daughter and have sex with the girl. This is in Taylor, Michigan. Now, this audience, if you're like a religious listener, somebody that's listened to uh, the legendary Neil for years and years and years, maybe if you have a really good memory, you'll recall that I told you that Taylor, Michigan is like, it's a suburb of Detroit. But just to prove to you that Redneckville isn't all in the southern USA, I mean, most northern cities have got a redneck suburb. And believe me, you, uh, me when I tell you, Taylor, Michigan is nothing but rednecks. Trailer trash. The woman was arrested Friday after taking the girl to a hotel in Romulus near Detroit Metropolitan Airport where she had agreed to meet the investigator, the Wayne County Sheriff's Department said. And that's another piece of information. Do not go to Detroit. Don't go anywhere near Detroit. Don't think about going to Detroit. Forget about it. That's my best, one of the best pieces of advice I'll ever give your ass. Do not go to Detroit. How's 8 Mile? Don't go to 8 Mile. It's, it's still all, uh, you don't want to go to 8 Mile Road, okay? See, these punks think because Eminem did that, uh, you know, the whole deal with 8 Mile, that they know something about Detroit. Forget about it. The riots were in 1967. That's 40 freaking years ago. And the places that they burned down 40 years ago are still burned out. They still haven't been replaced or redone or uh, whatever. Detroit blows. It used to be great, you know, back uh, before then, before 67. See, one thing about me, I always know, if, if I'm pissed off and other people, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is burn down my own neighborhood. Just to show them how pissed off I am. That makes sense. No. A not guilty plea was entered on behalf of the woman who was represented by a lawyer at the arraignment. Department spokesman John Roach said she was held in lieu of a million dollars bail, and preliminary examination was scheduled for April the twelfth. Authorities said the woman offered to let the investigator take the photos for a fee, and when she met him, discussed being paid in exchange for sex with the child, according to the Detroit Free Press. This is a truly horrifying case, Sheriff Warren Evans said in a statement. To think that a woman will offer up her own daughter in this way is impossible to comprehend. Seven-year-old girl. The girl and her four siblings, ages 12, 11, 9, and 6, were all in protective custody. See, this is Taylor, Michigan. They're popping one out every nine months. They got that big jar of Vaseline on top of the TV. I'm sure you've heard me tell that story. I don't think so. Well, it's, uh, it's a very sad place. The name of the woman who lives in this Detroit suburb, Taylor, Michigan, wasn't being released to avoid identifying the child. She faced five charges, including child sexually abusive behavior, illegal use of Internet for child sexually abusive actions or materials, and distribution of child sexually abusive material. She was also charged with prostitution since the department said she propositioned the investigator herself. The department said the woman advertised herself online as a prostitute. Well, at least she was honest doing a prostituta, huh? At least she wasn't BSing. She wasn't like some of those MySpace phonies on there. Uh -huh. like that. Uh -huh. If convicted, she could get up 20 years in the slammer. They ought to fry her ass, okay? Right there on TV on Channel 51 in Detroit. On Channel 7 with Dave Diles and Bill Bonds. Boy, those were the days, man. Those were the days. WXYZ, WKNR, Keener 13. And, of course... It goes without saying. The Big Eight. Golden. CKLW. Golden. Those are the golden days, man, of radio, when a radio was worth actually owning, when people didn't keep flushing them down the toilet. That's what most people do now, especially if they have, like, one of those old AM-only radios like we used to have when I was a kid. They just flush them down the toilet. Same, same as everything else you flush down there. It's, you know, the same value. 11.13, old bean on the pole. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get to 1,200 by the top of the hour. So I think that your assessment. Let's let's go for 12.50. How's that sound? Sure. Sounds like a deal. Huh? 
Sounds like a deal. You're going to be satisfied with that? Twelve fifty? will I do it for you? Yeah, sure, of course. You're going to have to take whatever they give you. I don't think you're cutting out anymore unless you're just whispering now or something like that. Well, see, George, George, George Corso fixed off? What? I'm right here. What are you talking about? Oh, you're cutting out again. Dave Van Boring or what? If you cannot find Osama bomb or rack, if the markets are a drama bomb or rack, if the terrorists are frisky, Pakistan is looking shifty, North Korea is too risky, bomb or rack, if we have no allies with us, bomb or rack, if we think that someone says the bomb or rack, so to hell with the inspections, let's the up for the Thirty-two at five sixty WQM on the legendary Neil Rogers show. God Almighty! It is such a thing to be legendary, you know. Yeah, what's that like? I don't know. I have no idea. When I get out of bed in the morning, I feel just like me. You know, I don't feel any more uh, or less impotent or anything else. Just like uh, the fat old Jew, you know, an old Jew fag. Nothing wrong with that, though. It's better than the alternative. See, that's the one thing, Lee. I got you. You got to stop me from doing that. What's All it? this old age business. I'm, oh, I'm so old, you know. It sounds like sounds like the guys across the street, you know. They're all so old over there. Yeah, well, too bad we can't be young and hip like you. Like uh, Stu Gatz. <laughs> oh, man. Woo! That is really sick. Speaking of sick, Steve Young writes, O'Reilly uses his friend's sickness for a political attack. Speaking of really, really sick. Billow. Just when you think Bill O'Reilly could sink no lower, he says, he shows us that... There is never low enough for him. This past week, Bill found it somehow palatable to spin the sad news that Tony Snow's cancer had reemerged in a way, hit job on the left. Bill must have forgotten his excoriation of Jimmy Carter for making a political comment in the midst of someone else's personal pain at Coretta Scott King's funeral, or Paul Wellstone funeral organizers for allowing a very solemn occasion deteriorate into a political rally. Friday on the TV Factor, he and Michelle Malkin raked the Huffington Post Roy Seacoff across the coals for actually having one of the 900 HP bloggers post an anti-snow column that was up for eight hours. Then hit him for an attack on snow by one of the thousands of commenters. Thank God you don't have stuff like that happening on FreeRepublic.com or any other right-wing site. But it gets better, worser. If using a friend's sickness as a political tool isn't sick enough, Bill turned his weekly newspaper column on Tony Snow's illness into a partisan slam of Howard Dean and the left. The self-christened culture warrior, not to be confused with an actual enlisting in the military warrior, wrote that when I examined the other side, the Bush haters and far-left zealots, I compared them to Tony Snow. If I'm in a foxhole, or if my life depends on another person, do I want Snow or Howard Dean? Beside the fact that it takes humongous balls and zero shame to not pass out from the smell within ten miles of this partisan tripe, I wonder if Bill would rather spend time in an actual wartime in a foxhole with someone who served like far-left zealot John, John Murtha, or someone who somehow forgot to volunteer during Vietnam, say like, I don't know, Bill O'Reilly. But nevertheless. Oh, he's tearing up that story again. Should have put it in the shredder, damn it, you idiot, you quizzling, you, uh... You fairy! Simpleton. It's all right. Oh, now, where is this that they're showing on? Here are all these getchkeys. Oh, At the same time, male students from their brother, Madrasa, oh. have begun attacking video shops in the capital. 
Oh some Pakistani God. commentators are talking about must be the, the Saudis, Talibanization eh? nice of, uh, nice of Pakistan. Is that what's oh, going the Paki. on here? So it's the madrasas in Pakistan, which they, they got by way of the Saudis, who taught them how to be a really fanatic and to kill a lot of people. Here's the poll results so far. I think we're doing okay. We're not going to get to, like, no 1,300. That was, that was Chris getting a little carried away. You know, when you're on the show long enough and you start thinking that, you're legendary, too. There's only room for one legendary individual on this show. Okay, you know who that is, Chris? Oh, God. That's correct. I might as well start getting arrogant and egotistical. Why the hell not, you know? We got, now, let's see. It's already April, so there's, like, uh, 12 and 9 is 20. 21 months to go. I mean, it's almost two years, but 21 months. Don't you think we ought to start doing the official countdown? Now, are you, I thought you said uh, you're not going to be done. What do you mean by that? That you're going to renew. That you're going you're gonna to do this forever, man. Yeah, right. 21 months, baby. Count it down right now. 21 months. Then I'm moving to Berlin. I'm hiring a search party to move with me to Berlin, and I'm going to find... Of course, in two years, you know, God only knows what I might find in between. 1,123 votes on the poll. I wish I had more time to vacation, 211. Have sex, 161. How about having sex while on vacation? Sounds like a real good combo, like a combo deal. Smell the roses, 108. Relax, 107. Enjoy, more time to enjoy with my kids, 95. To exercise, 86. Nah. How about just going for a brisk walk from here to the door and back? Sleep, 74. See, that's one thing about going for a walk. What's that? Well, I'm sure a punk like you never thought about it. In addition to which, who walks in Florida? Where, is there anywhere to walk? Where I live out there in the acres, there aren't even any sidewalks. If you wanted to go for a walk, you can't do it unless you want to walk in the street like some kind of a moron. One thing about a walk, the longer you keep going, the better it is because then you've got to turn around and walk back. That's right. Isn't that, isn't that good thinking? Boy, what logic. I no wonder I'm legendary, you know? Anybody could come up with an ingenious observation some, like that? I wish I had more time to sleep, 74 Believe me, someday you will, and then you'll think, uh, what you won't think. I hate this poll, 71, a mere 6.3%, not bad. Enjoy with my spouse or a significant other, 57. Spend outdoors, 40. Read, 36. Party, 31. Surf the net, 12. Spend on MySpace, 12. With all my good, close, personal paisans, all three or four of them. Work, 9. See, some, some other wise guy, some smart-ass voter for there, just to aggravate me. I, I don't care. Hey, if you want to work 24-7, that's fine with me. Be a schmuck. Wish I had more time to work nine. To listen to music eight and watch TV. That thing hasn't moved since the get-go, since I sat down here this morning. Only five people wish they had more time to watch TV. Probably because they're watching like 15, 18 hours a day. How did you like that story I told you about spending 16 hours one day at Woodbine? Feeding a machine, trying to trying to break on through, break on through to the other side like the doors. Couldn't do it. That's pretty... Uh... Couldn't do it. That machine wouldn't budge. Terrible. It's a bad machine, man. I think that's they ought to let you have a paddle when you go in there so that you can spank the machine if it's really a bad machine. Isn't that what you do with like a kid? If it's a bad kid, you spank him with a paddle. That's right. There was there was a guy. I wasn't there to see it. Although I have seen some of these old some of these old ethnic some of these old European people that have no manners at all, very rude and crude. And I've seen them kicking machines. And and, and banging on them. My my favorite though, are especially the people from India. Very superstitious, very uh, holy, uh, roly, uh, holy moly kind of, and they they they're not the only ones, but they're they're very big on it, waving their hands across the glass. You know, they smear their hands across the glass, and then when they get a spin on the wheel of fortune, they get up because you know the wheel is up on top, mm-hmm. and they like do the same hocus pocus. They're like waving their, and it really is very effective. Not. 
Doesn't do a damn thing. Oh, here's a fax, and it's another poll. For a follow-up to today's poll, I would gladly work extra hours to avoid... Oh, that, now, this is a good poll. It's not from a Charlie... Oh, it's from University Dodge again. We've got basically three sources of polls. we got Sean, our old poll friend, who used to be the poll expert. Now he's... You know, you're slipping a little bit, Sean. We appreciate everything you've done, but you're... You know, you've been passed up like you were laying down prone. And then we got the Charlie B, of course. And then we got the University Dodge crowd, who obviously aren't selling a whole lot of vehicles. Or maybe they're selling them all out. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe they've heard Kimbo Camper's show in the morning on the station, and they try to do anything else to stop thinking about it. I know I'm trying. I would gladly work extra hours to avoid spending time with my in-laws, going home to the wife and kids, going to the dentist. Ooh. I'm so glad I'm done with those two episodes, man. Oh. Going to a Marlins game. I'd gladly work extra to avoid going to a Panthers game. We love the Panthers. Ow! Not. I love Stevie Weiss, though. Hey, Stevie, come on over and let's have a little party over here, Stevie, just you and me. Going to my kids' little league game, entertaining out-of-town company, going to visit out-of-town family, and I... <laughs> At the end, they've got one, two, three, four, five of them. I hate, 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 hate this poll. I think I did six. Well, I'll take one back. That's not bad. What do you think? Thumbs yeah. up, thumbs yeah, that'll down. That'll work. That'll work. Sounds good to me. And look at that. I was going to do the story. Now, is it James Doohan or is it Doohan? How are you doing? No, he's not doing too good. He's dead. From a Star Trek? Doohan. Yes. See, I was never a Trekkie. I mean, you know, I like the me show. Neither. Okay, and I watched... How, how is it? Me neither. What is it? Doohan? Yeah, you're right, but I'm saying I was never a Trekkie. Oh, I thought you said uh, you knew how to say it. Oh, me neither. Well, you're, you're cutting out a little bit, you know. Although George Corso will come in and tell you, the problem is solved, it's not in the line, and he's just making it up. But the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Hello, and welcome to A Current Affair. Tara Connor, former Miss USA. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump decided to give you a second chance if you went to rehab. Now that your reign is over, what are you going to do? You know, fill my void with drugs and alcohol. How long have you been off the wagon? Mm, a couple days. I have to have a drink right now. Uh, Tara, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> one quick fix. You know, it'll be okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, maybe I can just have one more drink. No, no, not on my show. <laughs> oh, jeez. One more's not going to hurt. Hold it! You know, I thought yesterday, I thought I played good times off the... Oh, I did. It's just the wrong cut. Boy, that's bad. My memory's going real bad. My old time is That is really bad. I don't care what anybody says. We, we all, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion like George, but as usually is the case, he's full of crap. Uh, one of the great TV themes of all time. Good times. It's, it's outstanding. It's, it's just fine. What? You don't agree? No. It's, I thought it's, we went through that yesterday. I said it was good. Oh. It's a good thing. But you don't think it's great. I think this is great. I remember when, uh, back in the day when I used to have those boring guests on, like bald-headed Tom Jicka, and he was going through a thing about the Jeffersons and what a racist, a bad stereotype it was and a racist show. And, and, and I would say that anybody who would say something like that is an idiot. And of course, in, in subsequent years, we found out that I was right. Because one thing we found out about Jicka was... He's stupid! Right. How could anybody say that? It's a comedy show, okay? 
It's a comedy. Do you know anybody uh, like George Jefferson? Have you ever met any dark folks like George? No. No. And what was his wife's name? She's dead, by the way. The actress who played his wife. That's bad. She was good. Um, what was it? I don't know. Wheezy. But Wheezy. How could you be a Jefferson's fan and not remember Wheezy? It makes me a little queasy to think that you forgot about Wheezy, man. <laughs> and, and, and it's been a little Florence, while since I watched the Wasn't Jefferson. Florence the maid? Florence. See, and there's only five people on our poll today say they want to wish they had more time to watch TV because they just don't make shows like that no more, you know. I mean, you know, you got your uh, staples, you got South Park, and you got the Colbert Report, and you got, uh, you know, what's his name there, uh, Schmeckel, and, and that's about it. And you got, uh, of course, the best show on TV, Keith Olbermann, that nobody watches on uh, Countdown, 8 to 9 p.m., because it's on a channel that nobody watches. That's another thing you need to do, besides get me out of the habit of this business of talking about I'm an old fart and all this other crap, is to watch MSNBC instead of CNN. See, we're creatures of habit. That, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, like the people have been listening to me because I'm legendary for 100 years. That's good. That's good. Don't stop. Whatever you do, don't ever stop. Even on days when the show sucks, you know, like yesterday's poll was real bad. And like the last couple of days, I can't hear what's going on on the other side without, like that. But nevertheless. For everyone. See, there's MSNBC. GE. Imagination at work. And that sounded impressive. That's MSNBC. Although they got these bimbo broads on there in the afternoon. Then they got Tucker Carlson on the floor without the bow tie. He's still a jackass and a pansy. Can't stand him. And then they got uh, Chris Matthews that talks out of the corner of his mouth with his politics, you know. Uh, all they got is Keith Olbermann. Like I said, MSNBC restricted to the weekends when they have all those um, documentary shows, some of which are pretty good. I've only seen the good ones about 400 times each. Have you ever watched MSNBC? And I guarantee you have not, either one of you. I mean, very, very rarely. Very Probably like once only, a year. Only accidentally, like uh, surfing on by on uh, that remote. Am I right? Yeah. What about you, Chris? Isn't Olbermann on there? What did you do, take away his food this morning or something, or what? <laughs> no, everything's okay over here. Somebody must have peed on your cornflakes, I'm telling you, because you just, you aren't even a shadow of what you used to. Well, of course, you could afford to be a shadow of what you used to be. 1147, now what does that sound like? Sounds like 1250 to me. Another 103 votes in the 70 minutes would be 1250. And, and I'm sure that there still are people out there wondering, why does he keep doing that? Why does he keep babbling about how many votes we get today? I, I haven't got it. I couldn't answer the question. I could not answer that question. It's like asking you, why did you fall in love with your girlfriend, Josh? Of course, I'm assuming that you did, but I don't know. You might just be using her. I don't know. No, no. You're in love. We got a good thing going. Well, that's not what I asked you if you had a good thing, okay? I'll let her find out if you have a good thing. I'm sure she's already probed that on more than one occasion. Uh, you're in love. But if somebody asked you why... You couldn't answer that question, could you? I mean, you could say, well, because she's this, or this but you really can't answer that question. Why Correct. do you feel, why don't you like, uh, you know, vanilla ice cream? Oh, now, who was it? Who was it? I was looking on somebody's profile, and it wasn't my buddy Mike at FSU, because Mike's a good guy, and he's going to Europe, and I'm giving him all kinds of advice and all kinds of, you know, leading down the garden path with Amsterdam. God only knows what kind of stuff I'm going to be going. He's 20 years old. He's old enough. He's legal age. He can go there and just uh, screw his brains out. More power to you, Mike. But I think, I, I probably shouldn't say that because I'm not really sure. But he had one of these profile deals, these questionnaires that you fill out, and he put it on his profile, and favorite ice cream was vanilla. 
speaking of the girlfriend, she she's like that. She'll order a vanilla ice cream or like a vanilla shake. Now, where did you meet her? I Not met on MySpace, I'm sure of that. No, I met her at uh, a steakhouse. She was a waitress, I, and I went in. I see. She was a waitress uh, a wait <laughs> at a steak meet. Now, do we want to say which one it was on the air or not? That would be a bad idea. Uh, exactly what I said. It was the steakhouse in Coral Springs. Oh, pretty good steakhouse, pretty good meat over yeah, there? Yeah, very good. Mm. Very nice. I see. And how long was nice. that? Nice. That was, uh, man, over two years ago now. I, I don't think you're cutting out anymore. Well, see, George Corso did do something. He didn't do squat, okay? Maybe he did do a couple of squats, but that's about all he did. This is about the same time happened yesterday. No, it wasn't. We were, we were already gone. But with about this much time left in the show. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but just to keep rambling on about your girlfriend and the first time you uh, dated her and where you went and uh, how much you did and who did what to whom and who was on top and on the bottom, stuff like that. Stuff like that? Or whatever you want to say about it. You know, I don't want to start probing into your personal life. That guy out there is going to get excited again. Uh, long story short, I met her at the steakhouse. Uh, we went out. Uh, Got a little dinner, went out and played pool, got a few drinks, and, uh, you know, she's not a hoe. It's not, I didn't sleep with her the first night. Oh, that, that, that's, a, that's a terrible thing to say. She's not a hoe. She's not a hoe. I, I said you, she's not a hoe. No, I didn't sleep if, with her. If, the, if she was a hoe, I would have slept with her the first night. If you would have slept with her the first night, that would make her a hoe? Well, I wouldn't date a girl that I sleep with the first night. I'd just, you know, bang her a couple times and, and you know, move on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? Girls that you sleep with on the first night, it's not somebody you want to, you know... Bring what home. a generalization that is. I, it's true. I mean, ask anybody. Who wants to, okay. who wants to have a, a long I'm relationship gonna, with a broad that you around, bang on the first night? I'm going to ask all my heterosexual correspondents there on my MySpace. Yeah, go. I've, got, I've got a couple. I'm going to find out if that's true. Yeah, you don't want none of that. Well, well, what does that mean? I mean? So what about if it was the second date? What was the big deal? So the second date is like a big, uh, makes a big difference? Uh, How many dates did you have before you did the ultimate act? Probably four. Well, not four. Maybe so five. Probably four. Five. Maybe five. Yeah. Woo. I think most of the audience is thinking, man, he's a little bit slow. But nevertheless, hey, look, if it works out, I'm real happy for you. You know, you deserve it and all that other stuff. Just don't get married. Don't worry, buddy. The ashes of James Doohan. Or that's Doohan. I'm sure it's Doohan. But I like. It I is. believe it's Doohan. Doohan. Jesus. What are you guys talking about? You said you asked never me. I said him. it's Doohan. Oh, like eight times. Me. The actually like that. That's what, the, the thing is cleared up, by the way. <laughs> so unless they did something, I, I don't understand it. How can they keep clearing up and then uh, re regressing again? Modern technology. Yeah. The ashes of James Doohan, who played the engineer um, uh, Scotty on the original Star Trek series, Montgomery Scotty Scott. I never knew the rest of his name. Scotty, beat me up, Scotty have been loaded into a rocket that's set to launch in New Mexico later this month. Oh, how lovely. The remains of Duan, Duhan, Mercury astronaut uh, Gordon Cooper, and some 200 others were loaded into the rocket Friday by Charles Chafer, chief executive of Celestis, a Texas company that contracts with rocket firms to send cremated remains into space. And we're ready to go, Chafer said after inserting the silver canister. Jerry Larson, president of Connecticut-based UP Aerospace, Inc., said the rocket will be launched April 28th. Families paid 495 bucks to have a few grams of their loved one's ashes placed on the rocket. 
Schaefer said he's aware of the dedication of Star Trek fans. There's no doubt we'll find a way to accommodate fans who travel here and want to be part of that experience, he said. Doohan died in July of 2005. He was 85. Believe me, that's old enough. Unless, of course, it's me we're talking about. 95 sounds better. The remains of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry were blasted into space in 1997. Blasted into space. Doesn't that sound like, I don't know. You know what it sounds like to me? What's that? Like every, just about everything else connected with Star Trek. Silly. You know. I mean, I thought it was a bad show. But like the Trekkies. Remember that routine that uh, William Shatner did about the Trekkies? Yes. What's wrong with you people? Don't you have a life? What are you trying to say? I have no Go life. Go find a life and stop at the bullcrap. What are you doing here? He's, he's good. Good Canadian boy, William Shatner. I still... You could knock me over with a feather duster right now about that thing, that global survey. The top five cities in North America for livability are all in Canada, eh? I'm going to do it by memory, I think. Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Uh, what was after that? Ottawa. And Calgary. Ottawa. Who the hell wants to live... See, the people in Ottawa, they can't figure out what the hell they want to be. Cause yeah, I don't know how much on... truth there is to that survey. Are you questioning my Canadian credentials, mister? Is that what you're doing? I mean, all five in Canada? I mean, come on now. That is absolutely correct, sir. Oh, Canada. See, now we're talking. You better get with it or you're going to wind up getting deported, man. They're going to send you to the Virgin Islands. Scott Farrell. And when I'm up in Boca Chica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool. I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers fair and balanced one to two hours. President Bush continues to urge patience. Success will take months, not days or weeks. As the war in Iraq explodes, and the mortgages foreclosed. Well, it's a national tension, why should I pay attention? Watch dancing with the stars. I got that up to my for everything you do, just captivates us. You've got such joy. You exude such joy. <laughs> well, that must have been the queen at the bank yesterday. Well, the bank policy is that we uh, hold a, uh, for five days on the air. Uh, screw you. Screw you, you silly person. You fairy. Five days on, uh, on ABM deposits of cash. Uh, how would you like to hold everybody's money for five days and make the interest on it? And then say, oh, okay, now you can have it back. Or pretty some of it, whatever you need. You know? How would you good. like to do that? Pretty good. If there's a bigger scam in the universe than banks, anyway, let's get off of that. We got 11... Uh, 11.63 on the pool. I think we got 12.50 in the sack, in El Seco. So I just did a little math here, and of course it's probably not accurate, but I figured we've got 455 shows left. But, right. what? Well, is that like, you know, that is that including your vacations and no. stuff like that? Okay. No, no. doesn't include the summer schedule this year or next year. So I think when you deduct vacations and a summer schedule and the days that I'm not working, the days I feel like screwing off, we got about six shows left. <laughs> oh, man. And then it'll be time to retire. I, I don't know. It all depends on, uh, you know, what happens. And, and the good thing is that this thing cleared up again just by, by magic. Did anybody come in there and say, oh, we did this or the phone company did that? Anybody do it? No. No. So, what, so what's my poor engineer going to show up here? I mean, you know, he's a nice guy. I'd be glad to see him, uh, you know. But uh, what's he going to show up here tomorrow morning before the show for? 
because he's if it sounds like this and if it if it maintains the sensational quality that you two sound like right now and also during the break then what do we need uh, any engineers sticking their finger in it well remember that it started to sound good uh, yesterday like it does now right well what what would that see what it sounds like to me is like a loose wire somewhere you know what i mean have you ever had a speaker where the the speaker wire was loose Yes, yes. And you hear like it cuts in and out and cutting in. That's what it sounds like. Of course, you can't hear it because it sounds just fine to where you are. 455 shows. Seriously, during the next break, I'm going to figure out the, because I get seven weeks vacation a year. I'm, I'm going to get it done. And then we'll have Eric. You know how he's got the countdown. What has he got on there now? I never look at our home page, which is a very sad thing. I got my own private page. I never look at that page. That's what Mark Foley said. I never look at no pages, not no mo. Yeah, I like story. Oh, and look at that. There's the Brady Quinn looking really, really, really hot and shaven, man. And there he is again looking really shaven. Although I don't like that one. He looks too, um, not just muscular, but like, I don't know, like a freak in that second picture. The top one where he's on the phone holding the football. He's not talking to me. No way. Now, what am I looking for on there? The countdown. Oh, there's the Nancy Grace with the pig face. I like that. Now, don't you miss? Well, you were never involved in putting that stuff on there anyway, were you? No, not really. I mean, I put up a few pics, but nothing. None of the Brady on the very queens. bottom, on the very bottom of our uh, page, on the home page, he's got uh, where it's got the uh, five sixty. When the hell did we do that? That big sign there with Neil Rogers five sixty. My picture on there with those old. That's a bad old picture. That's been on there forever. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what year that was from, but I, I will say this to you: as as ancient as I am now, now you're supposed to stop me right there. Don't be talking about that. You didn't do it, did you? No. Oh. Why, you think I'm ancient? No. Come on, give me an honest answer. Don't suck around like Chris always does. Not yet. There. Give me an honest answer. Ancient or not ancient? Come on, you can do it. I'd say you're like, like right in between. Yeah, getting close to ancient, right? Yeah. Anyway, time remaining on Neil's contract. One year, eight months, 27 days, 10 hours, 55 minutes, and 51 seconds. Now, that's interesting because I wonder if the seconds thing refreshes on the bottom. I doubt it. Huh? Isn't that just a joke? Isn't that a put on? Well, let me see. I just tried it, and it says, yeah, 12 seconds. <laughs> oh, man, that is pretty spiffy. You know, some people do that for their vacations. You can put your vacation countdown, like, on your on your page, you know. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is even more exciting. One year, eight months, 27 days, 10 hours, 54 minutes, and 12 seconds. But who's counting? And then when you refresh it, the only problem is when you refresh it, you got to go all the way, scroll down to the bottom again. Now it's uh, 53 minutes and 43 seconds. It's actually a counter. It's counting, man. There's no clock there, but it's counting. It's ticking away, ticking, 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 you know? Like McDonald Carey would say, like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Of course, look at him. He's dead now. You know? I used to watch that show 100 years ago. You're pretty I, think, I think I'm cured of soap operas. I think that's one thing at this advanced I do watch Guiding Lights some days if I'm really bored and I don't want to eat too much ice cream. I think today I might go for Bastard Robbins. Hmm. Does that sound good? A nice Rocky Road. A nice uh, hot fudge Sunday on Rocky Road. Three scoops, thank you. I mean, I could get two scoops, but and, and some people would say, well, you're a real pig. You don't need it. You're diabetic and you're fat and you don't. And plus the weight's been uh, coming back on lately, you know. That, that's a good point. Well, it doesn't seem like you care. What, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean, you were so happy. You were so close to 170, and now we're, like, pushing back to the 190. Well, I'm addicted to eat sugar. ice cream don't you, today. Don't you understand? I'm addicted to sugar. Just like you're addicted to sex with your Russian girlfriend, I'm addicted to sugar, okay? 
If I had to choose between never having sex again or never having sugar again, do you think it's even any contest? No. Unless maybe it was my friend from last summer in Berlin. Well, that's that's quite a story. <laughs> oh, man, I keep alluding to it, but I'm not telling the story on the air, but nevertheless. That was just, there are some things that happen in your life that I would put it in this, in this way, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that was. That was just one of, one of those things. You know what I mean? You've probably seen a few of those things. Maybe I do. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. 1173 on the pool. Now, what the hell was I just talking about? Oh, about the countdown. I don't know. Never say never. That's what I do. Because I change my mind every five minutes. See, one thing about when you're legendary, you're entitled to change your mind whenever the hell you feel like it. He wears Jesus robes and a neon blue halo. Looks like Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama is causing a stir at a Chicago art school. He looks about as much like Barack Obama as I look like Willie Nelson. Okay, I mean, just, just silly. He's got a picture here. An undergraduate student. Uh, yeah, now, you put this. Oh, and look at that. I have never seen that before in my life. It's a French word, obviously, a French expression. Now, you put this story on there. Did you pay any attention to it or just not? Not really. An undergraduate student's paper mache, it's spelled P-A-P-I-E-R, mache, papier mache. I mean, have you ever seen that printed out like that before in your life? No. Papier mache, sculpture of Obama, is a messianic figure, which, of course, he is, entitled Blessing, went on display Saturday in the downtown gallery, run by the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. By Monday, word of the peace had spread on political blogs, and the school had been flooded with calls. David Cordero, 24, made the sculpture for a senior show after noticing all the attention Obama's received since he first hinted he's running for the presidency. <clears throat> well, he's not hinting, he's running. All of this is a response to what I've been witnessing and hearing, this idea that Barack is sort of a potential savior who might come and absolve the country of all its sins, Cordero said. In a lot of ways, it's about caution in assigning all these inflated expectations on one individual and expecting them to change something that many hands have shaped. Obama's campaign worked Monday to distance the senator from the artwork. While we respect First Amendment rights and don't think the artist is trying to be offensive, Senator Obama, as a rule, isn't a fan of art that offends religious sensibilities, so Obama's sp uh, spokeswoman, Jen Psaki, P-S-A-K-I, Psaki, Psaki. Cordero said the school had fielded plenty of calls about his work, some of them from angry people. He also said he'd heard from a few potential buyers. Bruce Jenkins, you know, that's a good poll idea you had, um... That about the girls who uh, go all the way on the first date, are they a slut? You know, and, yeah. Uh, and listen, that doesn't mean that they're not a good time, but it's nobody you want to bring home to your mom. You know, call your call them. Well, maybe your, your mom would like you to bring home. Maybe mom is uh, horny. Who knows? Maybe mom would like to like kind of share. You know, who the hell knows? Bring home to mom. What kind of an expression is Meaning, that? like you don't want her to be your girlfriend. Why not? Just you know, your your. So in other words, your, your, booty your call. girlfriend has to be like a little more boring, a little more prissy. Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. She just can't be a hoe. Well, what do you know? For show. What a low blow. Cordero said the school had fielded plenty oh. of calls about his work. Some of them from, just leave that right there. Some of them from angry people. He also said he'd heard from a few potential buyers. Bruce Jenkins, dean of the art school's undergraduate program, said response to the piece, part of a student exhibit, has been mostly positive. He said people should take a close look at the sculpture and the context it was created in before judging it. When you see it, you spend time with it. You understand it's not a, pro a provocative work at all, Jenkins said. It opens a set of questions. The Archdiocese of Chicago hadn't seen the work as of yesterday afternoon, couldn't comment, said one of their spokesmen. The piece comes amid Catholic outrage in New York that led to an art gallery canceling that exhibit featuring a six-foot-tall, nude, anatomically correct chocolate sculpture of Jesus. That was the one that had the chocolate penis. 
artist Cosimo Cavallaro said Saturday he's received threats as a result of the sculpture called My Sweet Lord. Cavallaro said the controversy spurred thousands of email messages from people offering help donations and ex- exhibition space. Well, My Sweet Lord. Sounds like that Phil Henry bet there. And they're macking on Jesus again. Are you sure? Probably because it's Easter time. And everybody's eating them chocolate candies. All them little Easter bunnies and stuff. I, I would say of all the holidays, that's one. Now, what was Chris's opinion about that? I don't know how many dates Chris has actually had this the last 10, 20 years. What was my opinion on which part of it? On um, what uh, Josh is, the, the propaganda he's peddling, here, uh, peddling smell, smelling, about if a girl puts out on the first date, she's a hoe. Listen, but I, I want to be clear on this. I want to be clear that that doesn't you mean be queer? that already you know, got your beef. she's not a good time. You don't continue to hang out with her. It's just not somebody you, you know, get in a relationship with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had plenty no, of girls that I've hammered on the first date, and I, you know, they just... Hammered on the first date? Right. Now, what kind of... Hammer, huh? <laughs> I just don't take, you know, there re- there's no relationship there. Yeah. Well, what kind of relationship do you need, okay, if she's really great in the sack? And isn't just a, a money-grabbing bitch? Why does it need to be more complicated than that? Wouldn't that satisfy your every need? Or are you one of these guys that's got to have, like, you got to have some chick on your arm all the time? You know? No, is, is I don't. That you? I don't, no. Huh? No. Well, then what's the big deal, then? What's the big simus? That's just how I feel. It's my opinion. Well, I'm buddy. asking Chris, okay? I asked him and you interrupted because you obviously don't want to give him the chance to make up an answer. I mean, uh, give an answer. <laughs> I think it's more of a, uh, it depends on who the girl because, you know, sometimes things happen and it just... That's you know. right, and sometimes the guys tend to be a little bit more forceful, too. I'm not going to say, like, rape or stuff like that, which, of course, we abhor on this show, and anybody a re- reasonable does. But I'm talking about, you know, being a little bit more uh, worked up and, like, uh, forcing the matter. You follow what I'm saying? Even an old fag like me figures that those things occasionally could possibly happen. You see what I'm saying? What are you saying? Well, I'm saying, so in other words, if she succumbs to your uh, pressure, does that make her a hoe? Yeah, the huh? first time we go out, I'd say yes. <laughs> uh, and most of the guys listening right now are want to know what her name is. Children love sing-along songs. Video presents Cedarmont Kids Sing Along Songs. Over 60 of your favorite sing along songs on three fun loving videos or DVDs. Let's all get drunk tonight. I won't fight them with your head with a punk tonight. Like a virgin. TV offer. So call now for this priceless collection. Okay, one nineteen at five sixty WQM. Now let's see. I'm trying to compose this poll for tomorrow. Personally, uh, says Johan, personally, I like a woman who knows what she wants. So if we hook up on the first night, that lets me know she's in control of herself and confident, or she's just a whore. <laughs> or she's a personal, uh, personally confident whore, or whatever. Okay, so here's the poll. Now I'm going to need some help from you, uh, heteros, on this. All right. Girls who go all the way on the first date are 
pose, I put that down for you. Now, do I have to put an apostrophe in there? Or? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, why not? How about uh, the best? Okay. Like the that. The best. Right. Sluts. Okay. What's the difference between um, yeah, and sluts? I mean, huh? you could, you know, put a, a couple of slangs on there, but they're, they're, it's like the same option. Well, really. I don't care. Sluts. Well, it's not going to be that easy to come up with that many different terms. You'll, you'll see. I'm the old pole builder here, mister. I'm the one that's legendary. Okay, so just give me a little uh, flack and slack here. Well, give me some other suggestions then. Drunk? Are uh, rare? Yes, rare. Rare. Well, maybe in your experience. Maybe not. Maybe there's a lot of girls out there that will just... Dying, who just claw, clawing at your body, but I doubt it. Oh, they okay, are rare. What? Huh? What's another one? Uh, drunk. Drunks. That's good. Of course, that, that you know they weren't drunk to begin with. That that's they always ply them with a little bit of booze, baby. That's, that's right. the deal. <laughs> secret I ingredient. Guys, you're not man. fooling me. What? That's the secret ingredient. Is that what it is? That's See it. about in fag relationships, you don't have to get a guy drunk. Well, I don't know nothing about that. Well, I'm just, that's why I'm telling you, see, because I figured you wouldn't know nothing about that. That's why I'm telling you, because even though you're never going to have to deal with that anymore, then I'm going to have to deal with all these drunken hoes that are like, uh, you know, spreading their legs on a first date. Uh, it's just uh, one of those things. Although, boozing anybody up. Now, let's see, Moishi is bugging me here. That, let's see. Oh, I just want a good time. That's not bad. He's all whipped up about this. One of my correspondents out there, just want a good time. Yeah. See, there aren't that many choices, are there? Desirable. Uh, are, are what I'm looking for. There we go. I like that. What I'm looking for. <laughs> there. What's wrong with that? Isn't that a good choice? Pretty good, yeah. I know my poll choices, Mr. OK. This may not be my area of expertise, to say the very, very least, but nevertheless. How about Disgusting. There would be some some guys would say disgusting. That's just it's just uh, too much, too soon, and just turns me off. Makes me want to vomit. Well, that ain't me. Uh, well, I know that ain't you, and I hate this poll. That's what I got so far. I'll think about it. I'll give it some very very serious thought. That's a good poll, ain't it? Yeah, I think so. And we got to thank Josh Cordes for that because he was the one that we got into this whole big song and dance about uh, his Russian girlfriend and how they went out four or five times before finally, finally. I mean. I mean, isn't there the anticipation when you meet somebody new on the first night that maybe, maybe you just might get lucky? Or are you hoping that, oh, well, I hope she's really a nice girl I could take home to mom, and she's sure not going to do that tonight? Yeah, you know? don't get me wrong. When I, the fir our first date, I was hoping I'd get home and get to see her cash and prizes, but, uh, you know, yeah. it didn't work out that way. And, uh, but you were hoping. Well, we had a really good time. You were hoping that she was a hoe. Sure. When you first well, meet a girl, that's, what, what else is on your mind besides the physical aspect? I don't know. I, her. I couldn't even begin to imagine. 1,194 votes on the poll. We're going to get 12-something. Chris can relax. He can slump back in the chair. Okay. That posture. Just miraculous the way this thing cleared up again. I mean, it takes all the... I, I guess they figured I probably couldn't handle four solid hours. It's probably like the Chinese water treatment, you know, the water torture. Drip, drip, drip. Same thing what they're doing to me. Let's see. Dean says, I'm confused. Your little buddy in the studio says that any woman who sleeps with him on the first date is a hoe, and as such, not somebody would have a relationship with. If she sleeps with him on the first date and he's sleeping with her, what does that make him? That would make me a man-whore. Man-hoe. Man-hole. Uh-oh, man-hole. Uh-oh, don't let that guy hear that, the one that's got the hots for you. He is hot on your tail, man, I'm telling you, whoever that queen is. What I'm going to have to do is when I have when I have some spare time from all my MySpace hijinks and low jinks on there, 
I, I don't know when that's going to be because I'm going on vacation. But I, I will find that guy because he sent me an email about you one day. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just Chris. Funny. By the way, Chris has disappeared. By the way, off the face of the earth. So yeah. I thought he sent you a message yesterday or something. Yeah. Yeah. He sent me about six words yesterday, and I replied, and he read it, and uh, you know, and that was it. Maybe he's busy uh, jiggling. Yeah. See, it's one. Let, let me. If you want to get into a conversation about that, I have some people. I don't know how many. Say about a half a dozen, because I don't really correspond with that many people on there. Oh, I don't know. Let's say eight or ten. That I'm very confident. I don't have to worry about whether they reply or not right away because I know that they're always going to be there. Maybe not right now. Maybe uh, whenever. You know what I'm saying? They're always there. And when did you come to this rationale? What do you mean by that? Well, when did you stop worrying about having to worry about certain people? No, no, I didn't say I stopped. Then there are those people that I don't know really like. like uh, I'm, I'm just going to make an admission on here. I mean, I, look, we're all human. We don't. Who the hell knows most of these people? Like I told you yesterday, I know one person. We got, how many? 1,304 uh, friends on there. I got one that I know. Out of 1,304. I mean, I mean, plus anybody I knew before, ahead of time, knew personally. But I'm just talking about from, from the show. But Mike from FSU, I even asked about him a couple of days ago. I said, yeah, I was, remember I was talking about, I wonder where people are that used to, like, confabulate with me in yes. the beginning on there, blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned him because he used to be fairly regular, a good kid. He's from a Cooper City High, so it can't be all bad. And then, sure enough, later that afternoon, there's a message from Mike from FSU, which is, I thought, damn nice. And he tells me that he's going to Europe to study for six weeks in the summertime. And then, uh, you know, well, what advice can I give him? Because he's never been anywhere, you know, which, believe me, all I can say is anybody that's going to Europe for the first time, you're going to say one thing. All right. Yes, unless you're really stupid. Is he the soccer player in North Florida, or is that his no, friend? No, I got news for you, man. If I was confabulating with my buddy Mark, who just broke his leg. No, this is just a just a listener. Why does everybody have to be somebody who's hot? Is that what the is? Is that going back to this poll again? Gay. No, he's he's not gay, and he's not uh, he, he's okay. He's a good-looking kid. Does that, does that make you happy? I, I didn't mean him. Well, but I'm just telling him that because he's uh, like uh, you know what is this all about? I, I don't want to even go there. Because it's just silly. But anyway, so I, I was giving him some uh, lengthy uh, advice about you know, London and about Amsterdam and about uh, he's got to take a weekend because one of his lifelong ambitions is to go to Amsterdam. Well, if you're in London, you're right across the North Sea. It's a 25-minute flight. Once you get in the air, it's 25 minutes in, in the air. Or you can take the, uh, what you call it? Channel? The, the ferry. You ferry. Yeah, the channel or the ferry. As in you ferry. Or whatever. So I'm sending him advice. And he, I had sent him three messages, and he read them all. But he didn't respond. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, if somebody doesn't read your messages at all, that, that's a bad sign. But if somebody reads three messages and you're, you know, giving them information and they don't respond, you, with me, I start getting like a little. So last night I wrote him a message and I said, so, question mark, like, uh, you know, uh, is the information useful? Am I like, uh, yeah. Because I have a tendency, as some people out there know, to get over-involved and try to be over-helpful and yada, yada, whatever. Oh, that you're going to say to worry too much. Yeah, you, you definitely worry too much. That's the advice I get from my closest correspondents on there. You and, and I do. That's me. That's inherited from my mother. But at any rate, so last night I get a long, very nice uh, email from my buddy, and he's been uh, he's he's uh, going to some fraternity, which they'll probably wind up hazing him and killing his ass, and he's uh, studying for a final, whatever. And he you know, he was very apologetic and yada yada yada. It was a very long email, which I enjoy those, you know, because he actually said something. So you see, it just goes. Now, where did that all come from? Why did I even mention that? 
Oh, because you asked me about Chris. When somebody when somebody keeps vanishing for days at a time, who was very much involved in during the show and listening and, and requesting this and that and involved with George and and then like Chris uh, Christopher, uh, I I don't know. So we'll see tomorrow if Gwen shows up. That that's my suggestion for both you guys. Because allegedly she's going to feed you. And I don't know what she's going to feed you. But... Several days ago, I commented briefly on some recent statements that have been made by some members of Congress about Iraq. And it's important to make this point at the outset. The President of the United States purposely misled the American people on pre-war intelligence. American soldiers and Marines serving in Iraq go out every day into some of the most dangerous and unpredictable conditions. These brave Americans were sent into battle for a deliberate falsehood. Pre-war information was distorted to corrupt the oil for food program. There is no denying that the President lied to the American people. This is revisionism of the most corrupt and shameless variety. It's also something I enjoy. It's one of the reasons I've stayed in the business, and I believe the feeling is probably the same for most of us in public life. The President and his administration hate our country and hate the liberties for which we stand. Yes. They dwell in the shadows, have no regard for the laws of warfare, and feel unconstrained by any standard of morality. The President of the United States is dishonest and reprehensible, and none of us should want it any other way. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay, 2602. Okay, my correspondent Brandon wants in on this. He says, if a girl gives it up on the first date, she isn't really a hoe. What if that day she's just playing horny and she thinks you're hot? That's, that's great. That's what you hope for. But I'm just saying I wouldn't date her as, like, my girlfriend. It's just my opinion. Also, it says, what is a guy who gives it up on the first date? I don't know if he's talking about that's be, being, being the bisexual guy that he is. I don't know if he's talking about a guy who gives it up to another guy or a guy who... I don't think you look at it as a guy is giving it up to the uh, chick. I don't think so. I mean, who knows? I guess if you have a big ego, you might think that, huh? No. At any rate, it's a good poll, and thank you so much. It's about time. Oh, wait a minute. Is there... <laughs> <laughs> there might be more. Yeah, okay. No, no, that little private, little private uh, information there. Forget about it, Brandon. I don't share. Speaking of uh, all this sexual business that you turned the show into, leave it to you, man. Where did this come from? It actually came from me asking about your Russian girlfriend, which was probably very inappropriate, but it turned out to be interesting. Because that's all people really care about is uh, getting laid and stuff like that. All the rest of it is just, haven't I always said that? Have a good time, baby. Enjoy life. All the rest of it is bullcrap. Gay and lesbian students will not be admitted to Jerusalem's Schechter Rabbinical Seminary, the rabbinical school of conservative movement in Israel, following a decision by the seminary's dean, Rabbi Dr. Einat Ramon. In December, the world conservative movement decided to permit the ordination of homosexuals. Ramon's announcement came a day after the movement's fag a flagship educational institution, New York's Jewish Theological Seminary, moved to admit gay and lesbian rabbinical school applicants in explaining her decision. Ramon decided the historic centrality of heterosexual unions to Judaism. She said that Jewish law did and does unconditionally oppose sexual relations between people of the same gender, and that Schechter accepts only those students who are committed to an observant lifestyle. In other words, coxahoist. I'm sorry that Rabbi Ramon, who was a feminist that enjoyed the option afforded to women to become rabbis, has not continued the trend begun by Jewish feminism. Rabbi David Lazar, rabbi of the conservative congregation Teferet Shalom in Tel Aviv, said in response, Lazar supports the ordination of gay and lesbian rabbis and gay marriage. 
He said Ramon does not realize that the institution of the family has developed recently that many homosexual couples give birth to children. Well, let's see how that's done. Hmm. I thought they were going to say something about adopting children. Well, we know how that's done, don't we, Rosie? Oh, in fact, I got a Rosie story in here somewhere. I oh, was yeah. going to try to. Huh? I can't stand it. see that one. Despite an avalanche of criticism from the right talk show host, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> you fairy! is pressing on with her calls for continued investigation of the events surrounding 9-11. At her eponymous blog, O'Donnell devotes two whole paragraphs to the controversial topic. Two whole paragraphs? Well, la-di-da! Woo! 9-11 affected me deeply, as I know it did many Americans, O'Donnell blogs. The falling of the Twin Towers served to remind me that many of the assumptions Americans have about their lives are rooted in false feelings of security. In light of this reminder, I've begun doing exactly what this country at its best allows for me to do. Inquire. Investigate. America is so great. And t- I'm, not, I'm not going to read her crap. My God, you think I would waste my time and the audience's time reading the swill? That, wh- wh- I mean, even though I may agree with everything that she says, it's like, it's like what's his name, that little twerp? Bill Maher. Bill Maher, the same, exactly. Couldn't have said it any better. Same crap. Oh, well, you agree with most of what he says. Well, big deal, okay? He's still a twerp. He gets on my nerves, and he's a sellout. And last time I saw him on there with your suspended friend, uh-huh. he was rationalizing the fact that he brings Ann Coulter on his show all the time because she's so entertaining. He's a whore just like all the rest of us in this business, speaking of whores, the only difference being that I've admitted it for a zillion years, okay? We're all paid whores. That's what the media business is all about. Got all these Jewish stories on here. Now, I guess that's because it's Pesach. That's right. Guess what area is the top, top draw in South Florida for Jewish residents? Boynton Beach. Oi! The fully stocked grocery aisles of kosher and typical Jewish foods, matzo ball mix, whitefish and pike, tam-tam crackers, the bustling synagogues planning undergoing expansions, the tiny mezuzahs holding Hebrew-inscribed parchment affixed on door frames. A mezuzah on your door frame is a must unless you want to burn in hell. These are subtle signs of the fastest-growing Jewish community in Florida, quietly entrenched in around Boynton Beach, where the number of Jewish households grew 63% from 1999 to 2005. It's a machaya. It's a big matzia. A 2005 study conducted by University of Miami demographer Ira Sheskin in conjunction with the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County and the Jewish Federation of South Palm Beach County revealed the greater Boynton Beach area's explosive Jewish growth. The Jews are exploding, baby. It was the first time both, and of course, <laughs> I, have a very, I have a very bad line about that, and the Arabs are probably pretty pleased to hear about it. That's bad. Wasn't that bad? No. I should never have said that. The Jews are exploding, the Arabs are pretty excited. But anyway, it was the first time both federations conducted simultaneous demographic studies that painted a holistic picture of the county's 254,000 Jews. That's Palm Beach County. Close to 60,000 of them live in Greater Boynton Beach, more than the population of Wellington. In terms of the concentration of Jews, that's a bad term to use, by the way, Sheskin. In terms of the concentration of Jews, it's enormous. Many of the area's rabbis, like Rabbi Sholom Cement of Chabad Lubavitch of Greater Boynton, claim Boynton Beach is the highest concentration of Jews outside Jerusalem. Given Boynton Beach's smaller population compared to metropolitan areas like New York, it's easier for the area to become more densely Jewish as it grows, he said. We began brick by brick, Jew by Jew, said Cement, who came from Brooklyn to establish the synagogue a dozen years ago. We are right now splitting at our seams, okay? Maybe quit eating so much damn fattening deli might help that a little bit. Okay, Rebbe? Good. I think that's going to be a wiener of a poll tomorrow, and the good part of it is we got a short show. Marlins at 1230 tomorrow. The old God. 
Sitting in the White House of Sabina. Bush is pushing each lane a little cleaner. Better get a lawyer for your crimes and misdemeanors. Here's your subpoena. Oh, it's a good thing I turned back on the CNN. You see that? Multiple shots fired inside the CNN Center complex in Atlanta. Oh, I sure hope Wolf Blitzkrieg wasn't there. Well, on second thought. I think we ought to find out what this is all about, don't you? Of the, yeah. uh, of the CNN Center. We ended up, I ended up, you know, running towards the front of the restaurant, and at that point, people were saying, we've heard gunshots, we've heard gunshots. Um, as I was moving, Atlanta police were showing up at the same time. They had closed down the, there is a, a very large hallway, an entryway that leads between the Omni Hotel, the CNN Center, the CNN Turner Store, and the McCormick and Schmidt's restaurant. They had closed down that area. There, we were able to come around the video that you are you are seeing. We were able to come around into the um, into one of the newsrooms and look back as they had they were working on two individuals who were down. Um, we all we have heard from people who were there were that it was some sort of argument between a male and a female. Right now, as someone saw a guy coming down the escalator with a woman in front of her and then they and, heard shots and a chaos and Laura I guess you're yeah. seeing this video now but help us understand this is new video we're all just seeing here for the first time please help us understand exactly where that is and what we're seeing uh, you are right now this is uh, looking back at this this entryway that that goes between the uh, the escalators that lead into the Omni Hotel and the area that leads into the Turner store. Well, how do you like that? It's a damn good thing I turned back over there. They're not shooting anybody at MSNBC. See that? Well, here's a message for you, as a matter of fact, uh, Josh. Okay. You sure got more fans out there on the damn uh, MySpace than I do, I'll tell you that. Well, Christopher you... surfaced again. He says, just because I go away for a day or two, you get all excited and start ripping me an ass on the air, trying to get me to send you a message while well, it works. Yeah, see, it works every time. Then he says, good to hear Josh on the air. Makes me think about tying him down and molesting him while his girlfriend helped. <laughs> How do you like that? Oh, there's some strange people Yeah, you're, you're getting all the... You know, they, they know this is out of my territory, okay, if the uh, girls will go all the way on the first night. Not uh, something I have any uh, experience or knowledge or interest in one way or the other. Whoops. So anyway, Brandon also says this for Mr. Josh over there. What if the horny girl who gave it up on the first date is a really good girl and could be a great relationship? Would he pass her up only because she gave it up on the first day? Yes. And again, I'm not saying that I wouldn't, you know, be with her or whatever. I just wouldn't take it seriously. I'd be with other chicks as well kind of thing. You know what I mean? So in other words, you could never under any circumstances possibly take such a female seriously. Is that what you're trying to tell us? I'd say probably 9 out of 10, no. Nine out of ten. Well, so in other words, you want that tenth one is the one you're looking for. Forget about the other nine. Well, and, well you know, work your work your way along past them. It's all kind of a moot point now because Josh has spoken for all you guys out there. Whether it's Christopher or then that other unnamed guy, everybody wants your ass now, man. That's really amazing. Or some part. Oh, and then also there's a follow-up here. Your your good close friend. Chris. See, tomorrow's going to be the big day. We'll see if Gwen shows up. He says, seriously, I've always loved Eastern European women and women from the former Soviet Union so incredibly hot. He doesn't say incredibly. He has the F word in there. Shame on you, man. Wash your mouth out with, uh, with Listerine and Mr. Clean and Visqueen. 
Anyway, oh, and then he also wants to know where his ticket is to come to Toronto to be my nursemaid. It wouldn't be bad having somebody here to rub my shoulders during the show, don't you think? Yeah, if I were legendary, mm -hmm. I'd have a chick, you know, rubbing the shoulders, fanning me off. Doing what? Doing what off? Every Friday evening, this is from Berlin. Oh, am I going to close out the show today with a story from Berlin? Wow. I'm, I'm, and then on top of all this sexual stuff, I can be aroused, but I doubt it. Not in my advanced age. See, there I go again. Early Friday evening, Connie Jerosh and her six-year-old daughter, Elisa, each light two candles, raise their hands to their closed eyes, and recite an ancient Hebrew prayer to welcome the Sabbath. Baruch atah Connie's husband, Siegfried, 42, blesses the wine and bread, while his father, Gerhard, a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor, sings from his prayer book at the head of the table. I wonder if the table is the... Maybe that's where they took the square table to Berlin. An ordinary Sabbath, but celebrate an unexpectedly vibrant Jewish community, the fastest growing in the world, according to the World Jewish Congress, Germany. Even faster than Boynton Beach. How do you like that? I think that's a good poll question, too. Where would you rather spend the rest of your life, in Berlin or in Boynton Beach? Oh, let me think about that for about a quarter of a second. This Passover, German Jews, like the Jeroshes, are displaying a new self-confidence about their future in the country that, within living memory, perpetrated the Holocaust. Don't forget the Austrians, by the way. They loved it. Just ask Arnold. He'll tell you. Twenty years ago, this would have been impossible in Berlin, said Jerosh a real estate agent born and raised in the German capital. But today we have an amazing Jewish infrastructure with kosher butchers, bakers, Jewish schools, and several synagogues. The Jeroshes, three generations of German Jews living under one roof, are immersed in Berlin's Jewish community life. He's on the board of one of the major synagogues in Berlin's western Charlottenburg district. His daughter and son, Joshua, four, go to Jewish kindergarten and elementary school. And his wife, Connie, 42, keeps a kosher kitchen at home. Oy vey. I guess there's no bratwurst in that house. Unless it's from kosher pigs. How could you live in Berlin and not enjoy bratwurst? Oh, man, all those delicious wursts. Mm. Since, the German <laughs> Since the German government relaxed immigration laws for Jews following reunification in 1990, tens of thousands... I See, I know I shouldn't have even tried to tackle this story. I get so emotional about Berlin, you know? Just one of those things. Don't, don't we all have those... I mean, you're not old enough, either one of you. Well, well yes, you are. Anybody's old enough, you know, if they've had experiences, to have that in your memory bank. And every now and then just kind of like tickles your fancy, schmancy. Since the German government relaxed immigration laws for Jews following unification in 1990, tens of thousands of Jewish migrants have come here, mostly from the former Soviet Union. According to the Central Council of Jews in Germany, estimated quarter million Jews now live in the country, with some 110,000 of them registered religious community members. Before 1990, there were only 23,000 Jewish community members in Germany. In 2005, more Jewish immigrants came to Germany than to Israel, said Stephen Kramer, Oy. the General Secretary of the Central Council. Without immigration, most of the Jewish communities would not exist anymore, he said, adding that about 200,000 Jews left the former Soviet Union for Germany since the fall of the Iron Curtain in 1989. Cosmopolitan, affordable Berlin in particular has become a magnet. Oh, yeah. Home to several thousand young Israeli expats and hundreds of American Jews, prompting talk of a Jewish renaissance in a place where famous Jews like Albert Einstein or artist Max Lieberman once lived. It did. Berlin has got by far the biggest Jewish community, with 12,000 registered members in eight synagogues, followed by Munich with 9,200, and the recently opened Synagogue Community Center and Jewish Museum. The numbers are still a far cry from Germany's flourishing Jewish community of 560,000 and its culture and intellectual prominence before the Third Reich. Ask George Bush what he thinks of the Third Reich. Still, says Rabbi Chaim Roswatsky, it's a miracle that Jewish people are coming back to resettle in Germany. 
says Chaim. The Orthodox rabbi from Long Island came to Germany nine years ago with the American Ronald Lauder Foundation, which promotes the reconstructive Jewish institution in Germany and Central and Eastern Europe. Nothing like it, Germany, baby. You can laugh at me all you want. I'm telling you right now. Just write it down on your armpit. Just embroider it in your brain. There ain't no place like Germany. I'm talking about, and again, I, I forget about Hamburg. I didn't like all that much. And Frankfurt, fat. Oh, my God. What a schmutzy, nasty place that is, Frankfurt. So you got that written down, Cologne and Berlin, for your next European trip? Okay. Good. Ah. Goodbye, Phil Hartman. Brim did you in, and you were a real good guy that had so much more to give. But you married a psychotic bitch. Her trigger finger got an itch. But the good news is that she blew herself away Cause everybody knows that in L.A. They let murderers walk every day Another laughter has died Thanks to your psycho bitch wife Who had a stupid name like Rin And news radio was a lame show Except that you were there and some characters from The Simpsons have lost their voice. It's not for that bitch, your life would have lasted long. But she left you no choice. Goodbye, Troy McClure, that you may know from such films as I married an ex-murderer. Mom has a gun, and honey, I just blew your head off. Now Lionel Hutz can't get Bryn She's dead anyway And Saturday night has fallen further in decay Since that's the reason you left anyway And it sucks that you die Cause of your psychotic wife With that stupid name like Bryn <laughs> And the Simpsons We'll never be the same again. I'm dying over here. And assholes like Chuck Heston preach a boss on right. It's a good thing she's dead, cause now they can't defend that bitch you had for a while. Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I am above the law! Oh, oh, oh.
vacancy in the hotel. To grab a spot, dial 567-0560 or pound 560 if you're a Verizon or singular wireless customer. If you're a corporate time-stealing weasel, you can email the show at maddog at wqam.com. And now, a man whose toes are tingling whenever the green lizards are around. It's the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich, on Sports Radio 560 QAM. All right, sports fans, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Jim Mandich here on this Tuesday, April 3rd, 2007, reporting live from Augusta, Georgia. That's where we're at. Whole lot of, a whole lot going on in town um, as the Masters gets underway this Thursday. And uh, let's see. Johnny Cope is back at home base. You heard Ken Malden on the update. Purdue and Dookie Lang also contribute to the show in work, uh, written form. And uh, we hear from Captain Curtis Stevenson that he is on his way back from uh, Atlanta. And uh, we'll be back He'll be back tomorrow and back on the air on uh, Thursday. 5670560. That's how you reach us here on the show. It's gorgeous up here, by the way. A uh, little slice of heaven, the uh, perfect piece of real estate at the uh, perfect time of year. Great tradition, great uh, history. This is, uh, this is 28 years in a row coming up here and uh, covering this great event, the Masters. But I suspect what we're going to be talking about at length today is the ball game last night. And uh, the Florida Gators. One wonders: is there any, is there any college in America that wants big-time championships other than Florida? Goodness gracious, we've done this before, man. Two basketball championships, so lots of champagne, lots of orange, lots of blue, and you got to give Billy Donovan and the Florida Gators tons of credit. They became just the seventh bas- basketball team ever to uh, repeat as champions, and. Um, you know what makes this one special, I think, is the decision. I guess it's the class of 04. They, they call themselves the 04s because uh, Brewer, Noah, and Green, and Horford, they could have earned millions of bucks. And they, they could have grabbed the cash and run, but they didn't. They decided to stay in school, play for each other. There was a real bond. There was a real common thread. And, uh, and of course, you know, you got to throw in that the three of the guys, Noah, Green, and Horford, come from privilege. They have uh, moneyed families, and uh, Brewer does not. But um, just uh, another championship, and the game really was not close. Um, Ohio State would make a little bit of run. They close it to five. They close it to seven, and then kaboom, big three-point shot by uh, one of the Florida Gators. Five six seven oh five sixty. That's how you reach us here on the show. So our participation question of the day, we're going to make it a, a two-part question. And uh, it, it uh, relates to Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Florida Gators. He has now won two championships back-to-back. And does he have the goods, if his career were to end today, would you consider him Hall of Fame material? Does he belong amongst Mike Krzyzewski, John Wooden, Bobby Knight, Adolph Rupp, do you see him in that way? And a lot of people would dismiss him and say, well, well, he gets good players. Well, all of those teams under Knight, under Wooden, had great players, so you've got to give the coach the credit for assembling it. But I said it was a two-part question. If you'd like to call 5670560, that's how you reach us. If you've got the cellular device, simply hit pound 560. Is Billy Donovan Hall of Fame material? He's 1-2. 
And I think I heard in the telecast, or maybe it was the post game uh, last night, that every other college coach that has two championships is in the Hall of Fame. Did you hear that, Johnny Cope? Is that factually correct? As far as I know, Krzyzewski, Wooden, going all the way back. Krzyzewski, Wooden, Bobby Knight. That's part one. Is he Hall of Fame material? And, of course, the other question is, Kentucky's going to make a run at Billy